Warning, the following episode of The Zone of Truth will end with another on-air review of food. There will be chewing, wrapper opening, and drinking on air, but the segment will air after the listener questions are answered and will be the last portion of the show. So, after the Q&A segment, listeners sensitive to these types of sounds or affected by misophonia will want to end the episode and pick up with the next installment of The Zone of Truth. The rest of you, enjoy the debauchery. This week on The Zone of Truth, Griff and I welcome on the cast of the Dice Crisis podcast, Aylard, Michael, Eli, and Kyle. We chat about their run through Pathfinder's second darkness adventure path, show and tell some whack snacks, and of course, answer some listener questions. I'm your host, Steve, 15.3 miles away from the studio with your GM and my co-host, Griffin. Roll the will save. You're in the zone of truth. And we're back. Yeah, we're back, man. Oh, here we are for another one of these. Episode 34. That's a big old number, man. That is a big number. I mean, I think it's been five episodes since you haven't sat on the floor. Yeah, I've, it's been it's been a while. I've been getting really comfortable here. Um, I got a good thing going on here. Does that couch get any use? Uh, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Doubt. I mean, I'm doubting. I'm the one doubting. That's the thing. Um, you as you have the burden of proof. Well, what can I say? Uh, here we are again, Griff. It's good to record another episode. We got some great guests today, so I don't want to spend too much time at the top talking about the action that my couch sees. But I do want to hear what you're drinking tonight, buddy. So I'm drinking a Kings of Prohibition Cabernet. You're drinking wine? Is this a first I am for drinking you on wine? It? I'm drinking wine this time. Wow. Get some nice uh nice pour audio there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. That's pretty decent. How about you? All right. Well, uh, nothing quite as fancy. I'm on the White Claw train tonight. I'm drinking the watermelon Dark Horse of pack number two, and I'm loving it. Oh, boy. Here we go again. <sighs> Tastes just as good as the first time. It's wonderful. Well, before, uh, before you introduce our esteemed guests, I'm going to remember to uh, put Sirenscape on because, you know, I've been on the ball since I took this responsibility over. I've been trying to do these and intros faster and faster to trip you up. It's not working. Yeah, you, you just can't. Uh, and so this time we're listening to This Place is Beautiful from the Flooded Cavern soundtrack. I like the sound of that. Sounds beautiful. I thought a cavern would be thematic for, uh, for who we're talking to today. That is absolutely true, Griffin. I am pleased to welcome onto this podcast um, some some other podcasters. These guys are putting on a uh, a run of the first edition AP from Pathfinder, Second Darkness. They're a bunch of subterranean bastards. We love them. They put on a great show. Welcome aboard the Dice Crisis. Thank you. Hey, hey. hey. Hello. what's up? Thanks I'm going to get that us. on my tombstone now, the <laughs> subterranean <laughs> bastard. <laughs> I like it. But we love them. It's coin. Absolutely. 
Guys, how is Minnesota treating you right now? Minnesota's Fantastic. pretty good. Well, weather's good. <laughs> it's been nice. It's a great place it's been in the like summer. 70s lately, so yeah. Yeah. I've been in my basement for two months, but besides that, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> too true. I've been living above them for two months, so that's, uh, you know. <laughs> Even worse. There you go. Glad to hear it. Glad you're all here. Um, how about we just go around the horn here? I want to know if you guys are uh, having a beverage tonight. Let's start. Ailer. Ooh, yes. I am indeed having a beverage. I'm sipping on a nice little uh, six-year Templeton rye whiskey. Ooh, it's tasty. Ooh. Pulling out the big guns for the for the zone of truth. Ah, the burn. The wine, right. the claw, the whiskey. <laughs> the three oh, types absolutely. of men. <laughs> well, you know what? You heard his voice. Uh, welcome aboard, Eli. Are you drinking anything tonight? Absolutely. I'm all aboard the claw train. Oh, I yeah? Got myself the black black cherry. We got a pound oh, of Oh, he's on the claws, boys. <laughs> Don't uh, scratch Ooh, did we get a little slurp action there? I think we did. A little bit of slurp. Yeah. <laughs> Team slurp. I would have slurped the whiskey, but that would have hurt. That's <laughs> <laughs> how you make it hit the back. <laughs> have you heard of aerating your whiskey yeah, when true. you drink it? <laughs> <laughs> Through a nice slurp? It's like you have to <laughs> drink you it like to a How are you to get tea? the vanilla notes? You aerate the whiskey true. as it's entering your All mouth. Right, sorry. Yeah, that's wow. what we like to hear. He didn't like it. Wow. He didn't like it. <laughs> Not a fan. It hits. It hits your palate really hard. <laughs> it just hits different. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Oh man. All right. Well, next up we have Michael. Michael, what are you drinking tonight, buddy? Unfortunately, my liquor cabinet supply has been dwindling since this quarantine happened, and I'm dry tonight. So I'm going to be sipping on some fine, fine water. Before we started this off, uh, you said that you had one alcoholic beverage in your fridge that you didn't want to grab for tonight. And <laughs> Would you like to share what that was? It who shall not be named. It's a uh, four locos. Oh, <laughs> and oh, tonight's not the, the night. <laughs> tonight's not the night. <laughs> what flavor of four loco? If not now, when? Um, you know, twelve uh, percent alcohol flavor. <laughs> Oh, nice. You mean you're not winding down on a chill Thursday night with a with a refreshing four loco? Uh, more of a Tuesday beverage for me. Oh, you know, they call it four loco. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta start more, early in the week. <laughs> they call it four loco, but it's more like E85. <laughs> well done. I feel like we're learning a lot about you guys already. Um, last but certainly not least, Kyle, what are you drinking tonight, buddy? Uh, I hate to double down on the failure, but I'm drinking water as well. I'm also dry, and when I grabbed food for the end of this, I forgot drink, and I'm sad. But we're going to stay hydrated. I would just like to apologize on part of my two players for not uh, bringing beverages to Zone Truth. (laughs) I, as a GM of these people, should have wrangled them in and made them get drunk. And I, I it is his first. Fault. You meet at the tavern, <laughs> all right? <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you're really that beat up about it, we can take them out and post, like you know. <laughs> yeah, let's just remove everything they say. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like Eli saying that's a white claw three times. <laughs> <laughs> we just triple Eli's Eli's take triple team slurp. Pounder, pounder, pounder. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a commercial. <laughs> 
energy drink. I absolutely love it. Well, folks, thanks for coming on again. I know I've said it already, but um, I'm a big fan of your guys' show. I have been listening since episode zero dropped. I uh, I made time for it in my schedule. I heard that you guys were doing Second Darkness and you had really good audio quality. So I was like, well, am I ever going to play Second Darkness? Probably not. And if I'm going to listen to somebody, no. <laughs> if I'm going to listen to somebody, I'm going to listen to somebody who's going to do Let's it good. <laughs> and um, I, I am up to date. I love your guys show. Um, but there's a lot of folks listening right now that because you're relatively new on the scene, might not be familiar with Dice Crisis. Oh, yeah. um, Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm just going to kick it to you guys and any one of you can answer this right now. But could you guys just introduce the show? Um, how you guys know each other, how long you've been playing, what are you doing here, all that kind of stuff. Take it away, GM. Okay. GM, GM. So, GM. <clears throat> we are the Dice Crisis <laughs> podcast, maybe more, who knows. We got thoughts in the works. We're from Minnesota. We were. We all went to college together up in Moorhead, so we have known each other since... Uh, Eli and Kyle and I have known each other since first semester. Michael dropped in second semester and was actually our our Ooh, our RA for that semester. So mm-hmm. you know we got we got the RA on our sides. Or was that twenty fourteen? And that animosity lives to this day. Twenty thirteen. Yeah, yeah. 30. that's also why he was our. first I was about GM. to say, how is he yeah. the RA and not the <laughs> <Yeah>. GM? <laughs> <laughs> I I took it over. We were tired of having him run our lives. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was got our, too he many was years. It's too much of my control. So did did the, uh, the did, did the TTRPG stuff start in college then? When you guys were all rooming together? Yeah, it yeah. it happened. Uh, well, two years after we all met in the dorms, we were all living in a house together and uh, talking about playing a TTRPG. We we're like D and D, and then Michael was like, "No, Path, <laughs> no. I'm gonna play Pathfinder." Yep. Yeah. <laughs> And then, yeah, one of our one of Michael's friends was big into in both D and D and Pathfinder, and she helped us like make our first characters and and get us going and stuff. That's awesome, uh, uh, Michael. You were you were so you you put the foot down. You said no, we're playing Pathfinder. Did you have previous Pathfinder experience, or were you just like, I have this ancient rules crunchy ass system that everyone's gonna love? Like, boy, do you love math? All right, come you here, love boy. rules. <laughs> the the main reason I got into it was I was listening to podcasts that were playing Pathfinder, so I was a bit familiar with the rules mm-hmm. already, and I didn't know anything about any system except just that you know it's a TTRPG. So being familiar with Pathfinder, I was like, well, let's just go with it. Also, it looks really cool, and also I just you know we're kind of we like to do things a little different, and D anD D is so mainstream. Yeah, Pathfinder is yeah, the yeah. way to go. How so hard could the, it be? At the time, I had only played D anD D for like three or four years already, and he's like Pathfinder. I was like, you don't tell a D anD D player, you can fuck right off. <laughs> <laughs> now you're never going back. And now I'm just like, all right, well, the only thing I have in mind for D anD D is a Stranger Things run through, but I'm not going back. <laughs> True. Well, that's great. So you guys all get together in the house, Mike. You're running a game. What's your first game? You guys play any Adventure Pass before the uh, second uh, Second Darkness? The first game we played that was an AP was Rise of the Rune Lords. Classic. Then we ran that for, I think we only, I don't, I think we, yeah, we just finished book one and then we switched over to Second Darkness. Is the the mansion book one still? No, that's book. That's book. Foxglove? Yeah, Foxglove. That's book two. Oh, then we did get into book two. 
Yeah, we, My man I think knows we his Rise of the Rune Lords front and back. <laughs> yeah, but we, we'd, we'd been fucking around for like three years in book one, just not doing the right thing. <laughs> I'm a level 15 wizard in book one, the Rise of the Rune Lords. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're like level five and six before we got done with book one. <laughs> well, That's good. impressive. Well, good listeners, I, you probably steamrolled Fox Love Manor then. kind of needed it. They yeah, did and, <laughs> no, no, not really. They did not. <laughs> no, we had, my, had for being my character died there. Couple bad roof falling. That's checks. the one that'll get. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah. Sorry, uh, spoilers for Rise of the Rune Lords. The yeah, adventure we'll path that everybody's playing right played now. and has been out <laughs> for God, damn the very first one. <laughs> Listen, it's like ruining Scarface. Like if you haven't done it, you yeah. should know. You know what I mean? <laughs> he does cocaine. <laughs> he does cocaine just like just like Scarface that's all Rude Lords is about yeah. you wouldn't believe it but Foxglove Manor is full of haunts <laughs> very full but they don't uh, they, they don't go off when you're so my, the, at that point my character was mostly a slayer but then he had a level of spiritualist so like I just like let my spirit go into places and that doesn't trigger any haunts so you're just like mm-hmm. oh, it looks looks spooky but nothing's going on in IQ here. Play. The next person that walks Manticore in. might move. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well that yeah that's a big difference between haunts and traps, right? You can send that spirit right into every goddamn trap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh well. We should probably get one of those for carrying crown. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Spiritualist? Just just use Ikmer. Pretty much the same. <laughs> Send in the spirit, Ikmer. So, so, so what made you guys want to put on a Pathfinder actual play podcast? What, what, what happened there? What changed? Um. Well, uh, I like once I graduated college and had like a desk job and stuff. I started like really listening to them all day while I was working. So at that point, I was like, "Well, this is really fun." To, like I, I liked how they were digging into the lore way more than we were, and it felt like a good time to try and force everybody to get into the Pathfinder lore through a podcast. Because like Kyle and I both have like music audio degrees, and I wasn't doing anything with it, and I thought this could be a fun opportunity to like get in all the things that I enjoy doing in one medium, which is like, there's music, there's, there's storytelling, there's gaming, there's audio, all the stuff I like. Cinematics. Hell yeah. Cinematic, but mostly just a string of cinematic moments. That's that's mainly just living out false romances from his head. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Love playing out these fantasies, like, uh, be, being important, finding people that love me. (laughs) I just want to be important. I want to be the main character, yo. Being a part of a group. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Having an intelligence higher than eight. Not bad. So helpful. It's all Not I bad. That's all they want. Um, but yeah, so you, got, you guys start the show. Um, it, it's pretty great. You pick Second Darkness. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more in our question and answer segment about um, some of the specific things you're doing with that campaign. Uh, but just for some of the folks who either haven't played Second Darkness or aren't particularly familiar with it, um, could you guys give me a little introduction to what the story is, how it kicks off, maybe Hell's some kind of games? On. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like what make what what's exciting yeah. and interesting about Second Darkness? Off the bat, I I thought Riddleport just sounded like a, a cool city. There's a lot of it, I like the the kind of it's run by crime bosses and not noble houses, so it's a little bit grittier and darker. 
and then it also has a a, a main uh, Thessalonian monument in it. So it, it had this kind of feel of like being connected to the the deep kind of core lore of the of Varicia and Varicia in general, uh, and Galarian, I guess. And then uh, the the path that it takes you on explores the Underdark, and I thought that that would be fun to wait. Do they call it the Underdark in Pathfinder? That or is that D and D? Underdark. Oh, uh, the Darklands. Dark, Darklands. Darklands. My bad. Yeah. So like it, it delves into the Darklands, and that that sounds like a fun. It's. It, I wanted to kind of do uh, strange aeons up top, but at the time GCP had just launched their thing, so we're like, ah, eh, can't do that. And this kind of had a similar, maybe not similar, but a parallel uh, kind of spooky, dark, eerie vibe to it that I enjoyed. <laughs> And then Eller so proposed Eller proposed a few games to us in the beginning and we all kind of did just lean towards this one. Yeah. Until we until we did find out that there wasn't anyone playing it and we're like, well then hell yeah, let's keep to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. give, give the people <laughs> what, did you, what they what want. What did you guys propose? Uh, um Strange Aeons, the Strange Aeons, Hell's Vengeance. Oh, no. Hell's Vengeance. Uh, did you probably propose a desert up. one too? The, uh, yeah, I probably threw out Mummy's Mask before yeah. I knew that there was already a, a podcast doing it. Uh, w- when we were doing this, it was before 2E dropped. Uh, I didn't have 2E on my radar at all, and I hadn't heard of Jason at What Do You Do yet, so I didn't know his list of, of all the different podcasts out there. So it, it kind of fell into place that we picked one that nobody had done, but we were looking at a lot of them that people had done, like... Uh, Council of Thieves sounded fun too. Uh, your guys' Carrying Crown sounded really cool yeah. as well. Uh, I don't remember all the ones that that I that I pitched. I probably pitched like Iron Gods too. Iron Gods. That's also one that I don't think it might be done by one obscure podcast or something. Yeah, not really a, a main one or anything. Yeah, I know that. I know that was one of the one of the um, the holdouts where it, was, it took a very long time for a podcast to start doing that. I think there's somebody doing it now, though. Um, I think so too. Everyone's claiming their territory, right. absolutely. <laughs> and you guys got the second darkness cornered. Yeah, um, Allard, you're doing me dirty here. I, I can tell you're reading ahead in my agenda because the next thing I wanted to talk about was this town of Riddleport um, because I think just as much as uh, some of the characters that come into these APs, you know, your PCs, your NPCs, the central location, or at least maybe even the start that or the place that your adventure kicks off has a personality of its own. And this AP is tied very strongly to Riddleport, um, which is a very cool place. Um, Griffin and I actually, you know, played around in it a little bit um, in a campaign that we did off air that takes place after Second Darkness. That I'm not even going to mention because I don't want <laughs> okay. you to spoil okay. anything. Okay, okay. I'm not going to say anything about it. But we really enjoyed hanging out in Riddleport. There, it's it's a very cool city. Yeah. Um. So could you guys maybe just walk me through a little bit more of like the 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 history, maybe some of the um the cultural relevance, or and just kind of like what the town's like. I mean, I in the podcast play the one who knows the most from the town. So I guess I do all the location spotting things. So we kind of go based off of what uh, I know a lot of times or who I know. Um, yeah, so well, then we got the right person here to talk about it. Let's right. go, Eli. So, so there's like everything from the Temple of Calistra to we have a shack where 
we make extracts or drugs in our game. Um, and there's like fighting pit boss type crime bosses and gambling type crime bosses. And then like the muscle comes from the fighting guys and the money comes from the gambling guys, just a dirty town. You know what I mean? Like that. And, uh, it's kind of, it's not lawless, but they do have like their own form of law, which is, I think the Gendarmies, Gendarmies. Um, and they, yeah, we always just say both. Yeah. Gendarmies, Gendarmies, Gendarmies. Gendarmies. I think it's at this point, it's a double fragile. So, Jacques, what does fragile mean? It's French. Uh, so where was I? Oh yeah. And, uh, with the, um arch that is there the thessalonian monument there's like a whole brainy elf uh elf specifically no um but a whole brainier side of scholarly side of town and um just seeing that all like intermix and being able to play in the streets i guess is the front line of it (laughs) yeah yeah it's cool because you have the 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 kind of free city for the scoundrel type people to feel safe in but then you also have a bunch of these scholarly types that are here to study the the cipher gate. It's called yeah the cipher and lodge. it yeah the cipher lodge and the cipher mages. And even though they're like they're scholarly and stuff, they still kind of have that that gritty side to them too. The like the the leader one of the crime bosses of Riddleport is the leader of the cipher mages, uh, Elias Tamerhawk, and like. He may be a smart dude, but he's he's still doing the dirty, trying to win power like the rest of the bosses. So it's it's I, just, I don't know. There's a lot of interesting kind of people in the town. Now Riddleport's um, one of the predominant piracy towns yeah. as well. Yep. Yeah, right. It's it's because the Cipher Gate is kind I, of like <laughs> right in front of the yeah. the bay of Riddleport, yep. right? And, yeah, it crosses so the you, whole harbor or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, because it was so because it is a town at like it's one of the last towns in the in northern Varicia where people can sail to. So it became like this trade hub, even though at first it was basically just a town for pirates to go to to just dock off quick and do their shenanigans like a like a, a tortuga-esque type city yeah, yeah. uh but mm-hmm. with the the newest leader that's that's in in power right now the overlord kramarki he decided to step back from his piracy ways and like actually try and like govern the town through through more strategy and organization and so like the gendarmis the the local guards of the town they're basically all hired mercenaries that this pirate has been paying off to just like keep his control over the town. And word on the street is that his coffers are looking low. Ooh. <laughs> I'm hooked already. Exactly. Play episode zero. Nah. <laughs> I feel like it's interesting uh, that pretty much every large Varesian city has one of these ancient Thessal. I mean, you know that yeah. Thessalon was a huge impact in the area historically, but like Corvosa and Magnamar and Riddleport, like these cities have Endpoint. these just huge iconic monuments in them. And uh and it's funny how they all utilize them so differently. Mm-hmm. And yeah, basically the the Cyphergate in Riddleport is just 
It's just been baffling anybody who's ever tried to study it. Like, nobody can figure out what it's for, what the glyphs on it even mean. They look like they're Thessalonian, like a language of Thessalon, but they, it, they can't be translated to anything. So it's just a big question mark in the town, even though it's a full circle. <laughs> yeah, it's it, there's, there's a lot of mystery around it. And um, just overall, the town of Riddleport, you know, it, it lends itself to a campaign setting where some let's just say morally dubious uh characters and pcs can exist mm -hmm. now um accurate from what i've from <laughs> what i've heard so far of your guys playthrough of second darkness um we have some of those morally dubious pcs oh yeah you know there's there's a little ambiguity there, and um, when we have guys like you on here, I really enjoy having um, the players introduce their characters because um, I, I really like hearing stories and getting a little bit of a little bit of a tease and insight into who all these folks are, who you're going to be listening to. Because I know everyone who listens is going to go right over to Dice Christ and start listening. Oh hell yeah! Uh, so so let's uh, so so let's get give them a little preview here. Um, I have a list of the characters with Kyle at the top. I'm going to save you for last. Because, because we're going by ambiguity and morality, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, most likely to... Uh, I'm clean. I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> uh, so let's start with Michael, with Elian Thresh. Who is this person? Well, Elyon is a, uh, she's a sorceress, full elf. They're rare in Riddleport. There aren't a lot of them. Um, she was raised by a human father, uh, found as a baby. She doesn't know her birth parents. And that's pretty much who raised her. She's 18 at the start of the story. And she's just a girl that's trying to grow up in a town full of a lot of, you know, evildoers. A lot of people, not that Calistria is evil, she definitely isn't, but a little debauchery there. And she's just trying to figure her way out and how to be a good, responsible woman and um, kind of make a means for herself as she finds her ways through the crazy streets of Riddleport. Fiery personality. She is quick to temper, quick to uh, happiness, too. And she's very loyal to the people that she does happen to have around her. All right, I don't need to hear any answers from male number two or three. I'm going to take Elyon. <laughs> you sold me. <laughs> Quick to temper is a good way to describe the moral compass of the party. Yeah. Steve, do you mind Accurate. if I ask an addendum on this? And I don't want to put you go guys right ahead, man. on the spot too much, but uh, I always like to hear if, and maybe you didn't, but if you had any, um, I guess, media influences for the character like if there's a, a character from a book or a movie or We've or something that you maybe yet. started to shape your character from yeah um uh i'm sorry that i'm forgetting the actress's name elion is cast by the um theon Greyjoy in game of thrones the sister of his oh asha, asha. Yeah, i guess she's asha, asha in the show that's who she's cast by yep and that sort of style really encompasses Elyon. She's a bit of a, um, uh, you know, she's not like we'll talk typical genders, whatever, but she's a bit of a tomboy. She likes to get down and dirty. She um, is fierce. She 
likes to, you know, she's down to fight. Um, that was kind of her inspiration. Asha is definitely a good character to kind of base El Yan on just with that kind of go get him attitude and the gritty, like, I won't take shit from anybody. I'm on my own mission here. I got to get it done. Yeah. Nice. I think that's great characterization. Absolutely. Um, next up, let's talk to Eli a little bit about Dane Blazarian. <laughs> Also. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> I fucking the second I heard this character's last name, I was like, I fucking love. <laughs> Great last name. I I grew up conventionally playing a lot where everyone's name was nonsensical, so I had to take a little flavor into that. Um, so, uh, Dane Blazarian, yeah, he is an 18 year old human male, just straight up vanilla boy. He grew up with both parents, uh, dad not around a whole lot, but he is a sailor. Um, so he worked away. It's not that he was being neglectful necessarily. So he takes out his rage by reading a book, getting really smart. And, uh, he, uh, got smart enough to start knowing the ins and outs of towns with his mom, uh, being a worker at the temple of Callistra in town. He got kind of some more ins and outs in the talk of the town through there as if it was a bar and he was 30, but he's probably 14 hanging with the brothel in essence. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, he pretty much just got in with some people there and uh, started doing extract and selling extracts and uh, making his way doing that. And in our campaign, we uh, deal a lot with that type of mechanic of making and selling of <laughs> narcotics to uh, the town locals. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I would like to add it's narcos that, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the investigate characters and investigator, which is that hybrid class of rogue and alchemist. And you dive heavy into the alchemy side of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, we, I guess I didn't know by any means how much time I was going to be spending in town. So I didn't want to make myself too one trick pony to just being the, the skill monkey of intelligence. Mm -hmm. We still ended up kind of getting that, uh, weight, uh, where it's like, good luck failing one you know what i mean um but it happens and uh we just kind of i didn't want to break the character by making it just uh min maxed in town and then all of a sudden i'm out of town and i'm not (laughs) worth a damn you know what i mean uh so that was yeah kind of the motivation in building him that way because investigators can be insanely broken for finding out story points if you want to (laughs) i run a game with an investigator and an occultist. <laughs> yep, perfect. Tell me what you know. <laughs> Everything. I, I was just about to say, like when you, when you said I didn't want to make him broken, I was like, <laughs> you could be an investigator with 12 intelligence. Right. Like fucking rock skill checks. And then I'm telling you. Extra. I think, oh man, I think my intelligence is dumb dumb higher. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I'm you're sure I'm sure right you now. started like at yeah, least, like, yeah. that, that reminds me, Griffin, I, got, I want to talk to you after this um, when we're off air about intelligence and, and skill point shit because <laughs> i've got something good um oh boy it'll come up later in, also, in later episodes talking, of the hlp if we're talking casting of uh dane to just visually he's so scrawny as an 18 year old has if you watch shameless it's ian gallagher uh not lip ian <laughs> it's little redheaded uh if you play jedi fallen order he is the cast for that oh nice um, he is he is that guy um his name's cameron monahan um but he's that guy but if you gave him the uh emotional and uh moral ambiguity of uh lip gallagher his brother from the show <laughs> so it was just kind of a base off of 
Honestly, yeah, just a tough Chicago streets kid. Like myself, yes. <laughs> yes, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Hard. Yeah, really understand. <laughs> Hard as nerves. Nobody, nobody on, I see uh, it now. What are you drinking, Steve? Uh, I, I'm, I'm on a, a mango white claw now. Yeah, sit down. Yeah, none of the listeners <laughs> can see everyone but Steve throw up the air quotes. Muted. Listen, listen I could go get my bottle of Malort right damn now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would make you a Chicago street tough, wouldn't it? Hey, listen here, but Absolutely. <laughs> All right. You're going to have to move that webcam to the patio because we got to do some stoop chilling. <laughs> stoop kid it. never leaves the stoop. <laughs> Speaking of a street tough, a character that we have saved street for last, Crow Moonwave. Kyle, who is Crow Moonwave? Yes. Crow Moonwave, he is an enigma. He, he has a... <laughs> He has a uh, interesting lineage, to say the least. Uh, the thick of it that you can know from the beginning is he has a very loving and endearing mother that uh, you know takes care of him, kind of helps him out. Um, and his father was estranged from him in a very brutal of ways, and he's been sort of a shipsman, a pirate of sorts. He's captain ships in his time. He's, uh, I've got to say, my he's a half orc, 25 year old male uh, inquisitor. I should have probably started with that, but best class. And, and an inquisitor of whom? Of Phrasma. Yes. Hell yeah. He's very, very in tuned with Phrasma. He is chaotic neutral, uh, very much eye for an eye type of type of character which is fun because he is missing an eye <laughs> wow. somebody pick him up on it yeah missing scarred over i mean however you want to look at it can't can't see out of it i see what you did there yeah <laughs> so if if you I if don't. you were well, it was, it's like the eye thing yeah, but I. <laughs> oh, okay, don't. God damn it. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> All right. So uh, I guess same question to you then. If you were to uh, pull an inspiration for this guy oh, yeah. or cast him. I, I was thinking about this. Um, so mine's a, there's a little bit of an explanation. So you take Danny Trejo, stretch Good him start. Probably, <laughs> stretch him probably a foot Hell taller. Yeah. Maybe a foot wider, maybe maybe two feet taller. Crow's pretty tall, and then give him green skin and another like sixty to eighty pounds. That's Crow. <laughs> but he's twenty five to Danny Trejo. But he's like twenty five. Yep. Yep. Right. Jesus. Nope. Sa- like Just same same physical <laughs> same appearance and all. We talking like late buff or early buff? <laughs> Mid buff probably. Mid mid buff Trejo, mid buff Trejo, like probably um, early Breaking Bad Trejo. Yeah, <laughs> I don't it's think not, not Spy Kids the, Trejo. No, not that early Trejo. Like Breaking I was Bad. Say Trejo. Dust Till Dawn Trejo. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard a better casting than taller, wider, greener Danny Trejo. <laughs> I mean, he'd be into it if you asked him. So. He'd play I hope it. So. I think At this least is the first voice, time right? I've heard Danny Trejo, so this is this is blowing my mind a little bit. Yeah, I think Good. we might have talked about it a long time ago because I felt like that wasn't a surprise, but it kind of still. We was. talked about <laughs> it a long time ago, but we kind of shelved yeah. the whole casting thing. True. And here we're we're back. We're back. Hey, <laughs> we had time to circle. think of who we really were inside. Yeah. 
Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we can be here to bring you guys full circle. That's what matters. <laughs> you know, we we needed the couples therapy. Thank yeah, you so much, Steve Griffin. It, we appreciate it. This, is, this shit's expensive these days. <laughs> no one actually wants to meet up in person and Zoom doesn't cut it. <laughs> we got every time you guys go for couples therapy, you got to pay double because there's four of you. Right, that's true. Oh yeah. no! And you got to bring two therapists in, so it's double <laughs> the, trouble. Yeah. Split. It's like a lot. Everyone's talking at the same time. Never get anything done. They go home and collaborate, and they're like, "So this is what they said." You know, we got to compare notes. <laughs> it's that that couples therapists union. Yeah, they made sure it's got to be a two for one ratio. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's just for our safety, but still, <laughs> still. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you for introducing us and all the listeners to your campaign and your characters. Um, I Like I said at the top of this, I've been listening since day one, and it's it's exciting. I really do like this show, so uh, you guys should all tune in here. Um, let's keep it moving. We have a lot to get to today. Um, as Griff and I have been doing the last several Zone of Truths, we've just kind of been giving updates to the folks listening at home um, what we've been doing to stay sane while we've been stuck in our respective houses. I don't know what your guys' situations are, but we've been consuming a ton of media um, being stuck where we are. So this is just our opportunity right now to get some suggestions out to the listeners that might be in a similar situation. Oh, boy. Uh, and, you know, check out something new. Um, so, Griff, how about you kick us off this time? What have you, what have you been up to the last two weeks? So I watched the entirety of Netflix's Haunting of Hill House and I had been I, I've been meaning because they, they released it around Halloween over a year ago now and uh, I'd been meaning to watch it and it was just killer. I absolutely enjoyed it. Um, love horror series. They're not as common as I'd like. Uh, having a horror TV series, and I'm very sick of American That's Horror Story. Uh, true. I would say a good horror TV show. We're not even going to talk about mm. AHS. Please stop. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, very much enjoyed that. Uh, on top of that, uh, I mean, I'm still on that Dragon Quest grind. I've got like 50 hours on it now. Uh, just ripping through it, man. Beyond that, I'm chilling on. Uh, couple new patron supported uh mini Hell yeah. i guess mm-hmm. sculptors if any of you out there have a 3d printer heroes infinite is a new one that's really cool um and their minis are spectacular if you print stuff uh artisans guild is one of uh i think i think they're one of like the highest patron patronized uh Pa- <laughs> like on Patreon, they're, they're, yeah. however you say, it, <laughs> how are you saying they, Patreonites? They make so much because they're they're they give you fifteen minis a month. It's Damn. nuts, and it's you know ten bucks a month, so you're you're at nothing. I mean, again, you gotta you gotta print them, but well, it's right. uh, the their files are absolutely crazy and super customizable. And uh, what else do I? There's actually a lesser-known guy, Gloomy Kid. Uh, he actually made all of book three of Carrying oh, Crown's sick. minis. Oh, sick. He's the guy that made that Weaver Worm. He made all of the uh, book art accurate werewolves. <laughs> and, oh, no, uh, please. And he has a Patreon, and his stuff is super cool, too. 
those are three of the main ones that uh, Titan Forge, the fourth one uh, that I patronize. If you have a 3D printer, check those guys out. Uh, their stuff is phenomenal, and I've been having a lot of fun. Even like after I print all their minis, just going into Mesh Mixer and like fucking mashing all their stuff up. I'm like, oh, I like that weapon from this guy, and I like the you know I, you can you can mess with it in Mesh Mixer and make a pretty unique mini. Uh, so that's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I want a 3D printer now. Same. It's already been in. So Griff, next time I'm over, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna have all Book Three's uh, minis printed, right? I mean, I already have like all the werewolves. What else do you need? <laughs> more, <laughs> more, more werewolves. werewolves. Because that's what we need. Other like it throws. Acts like there's no other minis in the book. He's like, that's just werewolves. It's just werewolves. That's all there is in book three. And then book four, it's all Eldritar. Do they have? I have two minis. Do they have a a, a mini for uh, Mister Viener? Is is that is? Was that guy's name? They don't. So they don't? <laughs> they don't. I just I'm gonna take like a generic barbarian for him. Ah, dang. <laughs> With a huge cock. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> I can't forget that. Put that picture and just stretch that on out. I'm sure somebody's made a... Stretch it a foot somebody, tall. Somebody's made a, a, like a, a, a 3D printed Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm sure it's happened, yeah. Oh, for yeah, I'm making Arnold Schwarzenegger, but his dick's going to be a two foot taller, one foot wider Danny Trejo. And green. <laughs> <laughs> what With color? green skin. And it's green, yeah. Green. With green skin. It's wow. green. I want to see that fan art. Uh, oh, perfect. As for myself, um, I have recently gotten into uh, video games that I can absolutely turn my brain off and just kind of like operate. And time goes by and it's later in the day and I can go to bed. I like it. Um so I, I got two shout outs here. Lately, I've been playing the Portal Bridge Constructor game. Hell yeah. It's it's like a little what? like 2D. <laughs> I haven't even heard of that. It's one. it's a 2D My man's on game next level. that's like in the Portal universe. Um, so there's like portals and shit, but you have to build bridges across acid to get like forklifts uh-huh. from one portal to the next. It's great. The f- Building platformer. It's cool as hell. 2D. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, yes. It's Mario yeah, Maker with Portal. <laughs> it's great. Um, and then yeah. the next one that uh, it's just fucking wonderful. It's a game called Tracks. Um, it is the wooden train set simulator. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> that yep. is oh ow. I remember so, when you told me about so that. I grew that up. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm really hungover. I played. That's been my Sundays. <laughs> Just listen, buy a train listen. set loser. I grew up on like Thomas the Tank Engine, like die cast and wooden trains. And so like I just have the opportunity to sit on my couch hungover That's and like right. transport myself to some magical apartment and I can just fucking fill that bitch up with tracks. And watch the little engine go around. Oh, I can appreciate that. Great. I can appreciate that. Uh, it's got to be like sad as one of those oddly satisfying things. Just yeah. Yeah. strange. <laughs> I mean, it, it is sad. Oddly sad. sad. Like, <laughs> sad. I'm not this. I'm only, I'm only talking about tracks because I have to. Uh, but that's what I do with my life. <laughs> the man is. You man started has out with a shout Star Wars out. That posters is all over his walls and is embarrassed about tracks. <laughs> There's Boy, nothing to be embarrassed. A couple about weeks Star Wars. ago, I like I spent like two hours filling the entire virtual apartment with train tracks on multiple tiers and like going off all the furniture and twisting around and stuff. And then and then I just hit play, went to first could- person view of me in the train and watch that thing. 
boy best <laughs> yeah. 30 minutes of my yes. weekend oh that's it's so like great. roller coaster okay. tycoon boy. That's the first amazing. person adds so much. I was gonna say if you can like VR chat it and like put on there's, your there's a like, button there's a button for you to pull the whistle, dude. Oh boy, good times. I love That's, that. I'm, I'm sold. Can you customize I'm, I'm getting the tracks. Just I'm spam sold. that button. I'm sold. And, <laughs> dude, a, a VR version of that. And I 100 of the achievements. Um, Allard, uh, what you been up to lately? Nice. Casually uh, drops well, you 100%. I've been working at home, so that fills up a good good chunk of my day. Uh, I've recently gone through the entirety of The Magicians on Netflix. Good, great show there. I It, it tickles the, the fancy of like, oh, I, I liked Harry Potter as a kid, and now this is almost like adult Harry Potter. So that's it's more magic. Fun. I need magic. And the, the magic system is way better, so that's cool too. Uh, what else? I mean, I got right before quarantine happened. Uh, I was looking for a Nintendo Switch, and j- as that was happening, they were like going out of sale everywhere. So I had to like spend more money than they're actually worth to get one, just so I could play handheld mm. Skyrim. So ah, uh, <laughs> yes, I too have uh, tickled that fancy. Oh yeah. As my Dear fifth God. purchase of Skyrim. Nice. I, <laughs> yep, I, you yep. got me. You got me beat by one, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, I have it for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, uh, PC. Uh, yeah, maybe I only have it four times. Ooh, I'm trying I, to think what else I would have it on. I have PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four, PlayStation Four oh, that's VR, it. Xbox 360, and then Switch now. VR made don't me forget about the OG. Don't know why. <laughs> the 360, the <laughs> I just, PS3. I, I, I saw I one of those, like know. the Onion or the HardTimes.net articles that's like Bethesda employee uh, passes away after trying to port Skyrim into own body after running out of video game systems. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that He's a chip accurate. in his brain just trying to go at it. <laughs> yeah, very proud of very proud of that purchase. Um how about you, Kyle? What you been up to lately? Um, let's see. I've been streaming with these guys every week, but usually once a week. That's always a fun time. We're usually playing some just like online fun party games. Um, Big ups. Yeah, it's fun getting into the streaming side of stuff. Um, other than that, um, I like my like like adult animated cartoons, if you will, like Family Guy, Bob's Burgers is a good <laughs> one. Yep. Yeah, that, that too. That too. <laughs> adult like that. animated cartoons. Uh, there's a new one that was created by Amy Poehler that I think is pretty funny. It's called Duncanville. <laughs> no, it's just a regular regular old TV cartoon. I'll get off it. Get off it. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, definitely doing a lot of gaming. Um, I'm going to shout out old school RuneScape. I've been scaping oh, buddy. a ton. Yeah, yep. Dude, Rune, RuneScape's where it's at. That's if a you, shit, man. If you played I remember, in 2005, you play now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember back in the day when uh, I, as a member, changed my gender to female so I could have full Zammy. Because the skirts are way cheaper. Oh, nice. You can nice. wear the skirts. <laughs> the skirts are way cheaper than the pants. It's just and then the, you could go be like, hey, you want to be my boyfriend? If you want to be yeah, better, you get a new girlfriend. Your shield. You're catfishing people on RuneScape. Them, You're the people oh, yeah, the most. Catfish. <laughs> and now I have your Rune kite shield. <laughs> Got him. You guys know the And my heart. Very well. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been, I've been doing that quite a bit. Um... 
That's fun. I don't interact. Have with you ever been catfished by Michael on Reescape? Michael play. <laughs> yep. Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> That's how they met. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> five years <laughs> before he was our we, RA. We met. Yeah, in college, we met on Runescape first, <laughs> and then we were like, "Holy hey, crap!" I live in. Uh, we share a wall. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's We're not so true. close. Maybe we should meet IRL. You've been the girl next door the whole time. <laughs> I thought it was only guys in this wing. <laughs> oh. He still thinks I'm his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, add me on RuneScape if you play it. Let's let's fuck it. <laughs> What's your name? He says with no plug. KXY. It's like call me. Catfish this guy. You guys know what to do. Let's go. Let's get him a girlfriend. Come on. Take him spend all his gold. All right, Michael, what you been up to lately? I'll hop right off that RuneScape plug. I've also been playing RuneScape. It's a great time pass. I love killing people and taking their stuff. True. Oh, boy. K-Monster. I love it. I love it. Um, the other thing, this is my big recommendation. I watched the show Kingdom on yes. Netflix. Have any of you seen that so through? I've, good. I've skimmed that. Yeah. Great Looks show. Good. Yeah. I was, I tried it a, like a month ago and I just, I fell asleep to one episode and then I gave it a second chance and then I just binged it all the way through. Nice. Super good show. Um, yes. Korean? Nice. yes. Yeah. Korean zombies. Korean zombies. Class warfare Korean yeah. zombies. It's great. <laughs> Love it. So that's kind of been my that was a big grind for me. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I've been like listening to audiobooks. I just got this cool new app. I I I like reading, but I also don't like reading. <laughs> so I just want audio. But I also don't know how to read. <laughs> Books are way like better than reading. reading. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> so I got this new app, uh, RB. Let me, sorry. I need to make sure I get this right for anyone that wants to get it. RB Digital. It's like this app that links all the library systems up. And you can like download books from New York libraries and they have free audiobooks. It's amazing. That's awesome. So that's kind of word. It's word. cool if you're into the audio. I mean, you're all podcasters. Obviously, the people listening to this like listening to voices. So yeah, that's been a big one for me. And other than that, I'm like in my studio a lot. When I'm not streaming with these boys, I'm working on my art. And that's kind of that was what my degree in school was. So you'll catch me in my studio when I'm not in front of my computer playing a RuneScape. <laughs> Word. And sometimes you'll catch him in the studio on a stream. We'll get there. Sometimes we'll you catch there. him outside. And sometimes you just might get him outside. <laughs> dad. How about dad? My bad. How about like, that? How about now? How about this motherfucker? Don't even know what a meme is. How about now? Don't disrespect bad baby. <laughs> bad baby. Guys are killing me. Uh, <laughs> I have a health potion if you need it. Uh, yeah, I'm actually about to roll into my third claw in a second. Um, but another man who's on the claws, Eli. What you been up to, man? Man, I just like to kick back and you know put on my eight tracks and watch the Young and the Restless. All right. <laughs> no. All right, mom. All right, you know the, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's obviously the Bold and the Beautiful. Who fucking watches the Young and the Restless? Oh, God, <laughs> I, I don't know who listens. You mean? Uh, uh, As the world turns, what's the one my mom had? Days of our lives. Days yeah. of our lives. Days of our lives. General <laughs> Hospital. What do you need? 
Uh, Crazy no, Anatomy. <laughs> I've just really like I don't know. I've been consuming just like weird heady culture stuff, just kind of trying to get my mind right while I'm in quarantine and just like watching docs to learn because like I feel like I'm not learning anything anymore <laughs> and like uh, just watching like docs and. I uh, really liked the Midnight Gospel. I haven't even finished it yet because, like, I really think it's neat. It's one of those ones where you got to, like, watch an episode, kind of ponder that shit, and then yeah. try again later. You know what I mean? If you binge it, you're just going to miss it all at the point. And uh, other than that, streams. I just, I've always, well, I was, like, the stream person <laughs> before we started this up. And so everything, like, stream-wise, I guess, I've just done. <laughs> and uh, I got these boys into setting up their PK streams for RuneScape just the other day. Uh, so we took <laughs> oh, like yeah. at least six, seven hours in a Discord call just being like, all right, now you're going to need to add a webcam. And <laughs> add a source. Uh, add a so we scene. did that. Yeah, it was nuts. Um, everything I wish I had knew. Just uh, he was, he plopped that out for him. No, yeah. it's a... It's a free. That's a free service. Hit me up. No. I, I've uh, heard you're the stream guru. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I've just spent like too many years with OBS, just playing in it without even doing go live. <laughs> but I just learned that you can uh, you can use it as a virtual webcam. Like that's how we did. We we stream shit in our Discord, just like bringing the Zoom call in as a total. Yep, as its own little sort or as its capture yeah. or whatever. That's what we do for our gaming streams. They're just in a Zoom call like this, and I just screen capture that and put it above our gameplay. Um, yeah, so I've been watching a lot of streams and uh, doing both Twitch and Mixer because I'm a I'm a little stream boofer. I like to just hop around and <laughs> take stream, streams everywhere. A stream boofer. <laughs> yep, stream how, boofer. How do you chug that up your butt? Yeah, yeah how, I take. I, how does that work? You know, you got to ingest streams as many ways as you can. <laughs> I'm literally sitting like I wish I was joking, but this whole time I have a Twitch stream playing music right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's playing one over there. I probably got a mixer logged in somewhere, but yeah, it's just been insane for content i can't believe our internet you know like it's gotta just uh eli be hefty i mean he's over there with six ipads just all if you're you're streaming this right now right uh, under camera legal permission to stream this (laughs) no consent (laughs) it's all right shut it down eli shut it down (laughs) yeah we're running the illegal bootleg over here boys you catch it first over (laughs) here on our mixer (laughs) (laughs) I captured it in 240p. That, it's that's how I would know if it. <laughs> really made it. Like if we got bootleg stream. When you got people avoiding copyright and shit. <laughs> bootleg stream of the private. We that's where we're trying to get. Honestly, I mean, that's when you. That's when you cry a single tear of joy. <laughs> and then you get them to take it down. <laughs> and then Please take that down. Lawsuit there. Whichever right. comes first, the bootleg HLP stream or the bootleg HLP T-shirts. That's how I'll know we've made it. <laughs> oh no, the t-shirt's just a when you see Etsy, Etsy shops with your logo on it, you're like, son of a... <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna make them and I'm gonna spell laughter just like L-A-F-F-T-E-R. <laughs> Live, love, hideous laughter. <laughs> Fuck, that should be our next t-shirt. <laughs> Get it as a wall hanging like a fucking like, cursive, like just like in a mom's house. Live, love, hideous, hideous laughter. laughter. <laughs> I'm, I'm not like, kidding. That should be our next t-shirt. That's so good. You're right. Well, there we go. There's the plug. I'm an advertising major <laughs> there it is there it is <laughs> photojournalism and advertising that that gets you now get the, get get the percentage for the ad. idea you like get the percentage 
All right, all right. One second. Search engine optimization now. Hacking in. <laughs> and I'm in. <laughs> it's uh, it's on your uh, printful. You got it. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> all right, all right, gentlemen. Well, thanks for indulging us, and and thanks for helping get uh, boost some stuff. Like if you want to watch Kyle get catfished on RuneScape, now you know yeah, how to do that. On. Uh, great entertainment. <laughs> you could be the you, one. You, you could. Be, could I'll do a RuneScape bachelor. Uh, <laughs> Thirty RuneScape oh characters, boy. all fighting for my love. All right, folks. Well, let's go ahead and just hop into these listener questions that we've got for you guys. Like, uh, okay. like, like every time I put a little poll out to our Discord. Hey guys, we're gonna have Dice Crisis on, and. Um, some folks stop by and want to know some questions. So I have these bucketed a little bit because uh, a lot of the questions that we got fell into a couple different buckets. Um, we have a few different people asking about the second darkness AP itself. Uh, first question comes from Adam from Southern Tom Foolery. What about, Adam. what about second darkness appealed to you for your choice of an AP to run other than there, there, there weren't many pods doing it. Actually, I think we kind of already answered this question. Should have reread that. Yeah. Okay. They're, Never mind. <laughs> they didn't even know when we started. Yeah. I was just saying, <laughs> the thing was, though, I think the important takeaway for that is that it wasn't the volume of podcasts playing Influence. stuff necessarily that, that uh, keyed you in on Second Darkness, which is pretty cool because a lot of times... Second Darkness takes a little bit of flack. Yeah, we'll it's to. like I was telling these guys about the flack that I was reading about it, and I was like, it's technically still in three fives, so I'd have to convert it. And they're like, no, we, we still like it. Sounds cool. I was like, cool. Sounds like work for you. Yeah, like, if you want to convert, you absolute <laughs> madman. <laughs> I'll add my vote for it went because, like, I really love settings like where you're isolated. Say you're in a rainforest or you're in the desert or you're underground. That's where my vote came from. I love that idea of being like a lone adventure, not isolated. Of course, we start in a city, but from what I hear, some of that kind of goes away. survival oh, the, is coming the setting later. shifts a lot. <laughs> well, well, you I'm know gonna, what? It, I, I think that's a great little transition point to our next uh, question. And uh, this, this user um, changed his username before asking the question, as some people like to do. <laughs> So this comes yeah, from nice. Exa Beck Steve Queef Sorel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he got you. Don't appreciate Correct. that. Uh, Correct. <laughs> as someone who's run Second Darkness through early book five and basically decided never again, I'm curious what kind of thoughts you've given to the back half of the AP and how to fix it that you can share this far ahead, of course. So this is directly addressing <sighs> some of that, um, some of those concerns about you know it being a little bit whack and again don't spoil anything you're doing but if you have any general overarching (laughs) you know yeah so the like it did get a lot of flack for the kind of separation that's felt between each book but i thought that there's like this main main kind of thread that goes along with some of the kind of founding lore of the of the world of Galarian. So I feel like if I can try and hone in on that and make my players interested in that piece of information, that thread, then it's a little bit easier to keep everybody going on through each of the books, even though they change. 
And like, there's a lot of things about like, uh, maybe I shouldn't say that. Mm, There's, there's a lot to consider. And some of the end, end books are like, how do, how would a PC even figure out how to get from point A to point B? And I think that's something that we're going to have to just kind of discover when it happens. And I think just being a little bit lenient and a little bit more helpful in getting to the different like story beats as a GM can help facilitate that. Uh, yeah. It, you know what you need? What? An occultist that can uh, tell where <laughs> every object is. is from and the history of it. And then you, and then you have no problem connecting everything because there's, there's yep. always a through line. Exactly. You, or you just make up, oh, this this random NPC held this thing and he was a part of this thing that happened over here. And like, Bingo! And like, I've tried to, like, with with some of the character backstories, I've tried to, like, drop them in uh, into some of the later books. I'm not going to say which ones, but... I'd also say, too, that, like, with this being our, in essence, second book that we've ever played even at all, uh, that this is... It, we're saps for a story at this point. You know what I mean? There's nothing like we're not jaded enough to be like, eh, you didn't hook us. You know what I mean? You'd be like, what's that little thread? And we will follow that like chicken. You know what I mean? Just like pecking up candy. I don't know. The, what do chickens eat? Corn? I, <laughs> yeah. Eli, I, I love you that answer. I, I think that's that's yeah. that's we're just yeah. very accurate to like even how we're we baited. are still. We're baited already. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's like, you know. A GM's dream, right? You want right. the group that's like super invested in whatever direction the story is going. Yeah, and I think it might being as well a be a best. helps that because <laughs> oh, it's true. like you have to be interested in this, or else there's no podcast, man. Yeah. Or else you're off so the pod. Yeah. <laughs> get out of here. Alan's really it's like a more focus. Alan's really good. It's at like nudging. the flavor you get. Sorry, go ahead, go. No, that's all. Alan's really good at nudging us. Oh, that's true. Without <laughs> try not it, to railroad, do it, but um, do I know it. what you guys are interested in, and so I can kind of shine the light on that that essence. Of you it. don't get the chance to railroad because we don't pick up on things. Yeah, sometimes you have to focus like, with a stick. You have to be like, like "Hey, I said." That's yeah, sometimes like, you throw I, at us. Yeah, like Dane just avoided some encounters right away to do his own thing. So I don't know if I can even railroad him at all. <laughs> I am my Boom. own man. <laughs> Listen, sometimes I understand. I am my own eighteen-year-old boy. Sometimes you you build a track that goes all the way around your apartment, and that little wooden <laughs> train just hops off anyway if you make the turn a little too tight. I get you. Yes. Uh, yep. Yes. That's a perfect metaphor. I love it. King of railroads. <laughs> And uh, actually building a little bit more on this question, um, we had a question that came from a GM of a fellow podcast. This came from user at Horace Croon. Uh, I also want to talk story cohesion with Allard, specifically because the APs were both running, are both known for being disjointed. Wow. I, I really feel like... Is this the first time I've done that? Um, maybe. Um, In 34 episodes? Yeah. Yeah, I think it'd it probably uh, reflect better on you if the were was a conjunction like it should be, but you know, that's cool too. <sighs> I think you pasted it in incorrectly. Uh. Probably. <laughs> it just lost yep, the apostrophe. Just, just lost the apostrophe. <laughs> I'm giving you a hard time. No, guys, this came from Griffin. Big surprise. Um, yeah, so uh, there are some parallels from what I hear between the Second Darkness and the Carrying Crown APs where they're a little bit, the stories are a little bit insular. Like, how do you yeah. mesh that stuff together? Some of the- Yeah, and I really wanted to kind of 
GM to GM talk about it because honestly, you guys are a are a newer pod, and uh, as much as we can listen to of your stuff, you're new. Mm-hmm. I have questions. Very new. I want. I want to. I want to talk about the stuff because uh, I feel like our listeners get to ask all the questions all the time. But I'm curious personally. Yeah. Um, I we just think Second Darkness <laughs> has that stigma around it. I'll be honest with you, like reading the stuff for Carrying Crown, everyone was like, if you don't do this shit to weave some of this stuff in, it's going to hit the players like a brick wall and they're going to be either not invested or they're not going to feel the payoff of the end books because, um, you know, the writers didn't introduce this early enough or they didn't do this early enough or they didn't tie the books together. Yeah. And uh, so I know you're dealing with the same exact thing. Yeah. So something that I did just as an example in a, in a recent episode release with like I the the big bad of book one's journals, like I, I wrote out a bunch of journal entries and like maybe divulged a little bit too much like future story into it, just like hints at at different places to try and get them a little bit more attached to the the through line that I see in it. And then there's also there's kind of just like a, a stigma of uncooperative NPCs kind of throughout it. And I think that just kind of changing a few attitudes of some of the people that they're going to interact with will help them maintain their, their track that they're on. Uh, there are some things that are kind of out of the blue where I'm like, I don't know how you're going to even deal with this. But I think that if they're interested in what they're what the story is getting to then they'll be willing to go through it and stay with it uh, i don't think that the so like it jumps around a lot to different places but i think that it's all still grounded in the same uh kind of through line which is paralleling some of the lore in galarian already and if they know the lore, if I can get the characters to kind of find out the lore of Galarian, the stuff that's not de- not too known, then it'll help them uh, find the this new information in the story that's unfolding ahead of them. Kind of see the parallels. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I like that a lot. And I think, you know, you said the key words for people that want to get into your podcast. Uh I've tied my character story into the later books. Yeah. And I think that's so important for doing it. I mean, essentially we are a audio drama dictated Mm -hmm. by random number generators. Yeah. Right. And like these characters, you want them to be invested in the greater story as a whole. So you tying them in that way as well is a, um, is a huge selling point because you know that even if the story gets a little wonky at times, as carrying crown does, there's going to be investment by at least one part of your party because there's something driving them forward background motivationally. Yeah. Just like expositing the, what they're going to have to come across in like a foreshadowing kind of manner. And I, I think I kind of do that a lot with like little, like, cut scenes like backstory scenes like i i like those they're not everybody's jam but yeah i feel like it's a good opportunity to one see the see the pc in a different light than they would they wouldn't normally just like 
talk about themselves in this manner and like uh and also maybe maybe there's like little easter eggs in what could happen in the future yeah i think there's a lot of cinematic cutscene stuff that we do that i think not only helps paint a picture but foreshadows or draws a character more into the story and those help a lot when you can kind of like you force in a cutscene, but it's not forced because, you know, it's very commonplace for someone to have a bad dream or to have a premonition if you're a cleric. You know what I mean? It's easy in such a fantastical world to meld that in. That kind of surprises me when people do have a problem with it because I'm like, I don't know, like, <laughs> figure it out, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a literary device for a reason. <laughs> Yeah, and even that meta stuff that we know as players that Allard brings in, like if he has right. a cutscene or whatever, that stuff makes me as a player want to find it out for my character. Like, I want my character to discover that knowledge. It keeps me involved. Yeah. Yeah, I will say for my character specifically, Allard um, started writing in some some stuff that was pretty heavily based around my character's deity and... The, when he started doing that, he kind of he would he would build and build and build on it, and every time he would add another piece to it, it's like this story that like I'm playing, but like I'm also like seeing unfold in front of me. So it's just like it it keeps giving me motivation, which then gives my character motivation. So it's cool to kind of see how that takes shape. Isn't that the most beautiful thing to hear a player say? Yeah. Like they're just like it's such a such a normal basic story thing, but they're like I'm in the story, and that blows my <laughs> yeah. mind. Actually, like, though, for, for real, yeah. And, it and really like, does, though. And it like, blew my mind the first time I ever played. And like, <laughs> Kyle, for you specifically with Crow and his relationship to Phrasma, I knew, I knew that you as a new player, like you had done some research in, into Phrasma and stuff, but I knew that I wanted to take the cutscene opportunities to like hold my hand tell you about your god <laughs> and like help you form a relationship with it even though like she's not active always in your current life uh show the moments where she became an influence in your life mm -hmm. and where you got your inquisitory powers absolutely from well, as the resident HLP uh, Phrasma Inquisitor, I will give Crow the stamp <laughs> of uh, approval. I think he does a good job. Yes. I think Eller uh, does a very good job well of done. tying in Phrasma and um, a very different Inquisitor than Matumbe, but in a, in a very interesting yeah. way, and I really do enjoy watching that character unfold. <laughs> you, you see that? Blessed uh, be the whippoorwill. <laughs> you see that uh, chaos and... Uh, even though he's not lawful, <laughs> basically lawful, yeah. neutral. Yeah. Are we, I, if I remember right, we're all chaotic neutral, right? But yeah, I everyone's so, yeah. chaotic neutral. <laughs> Fucking look at this bunch of... I didn't realize that. That makes sense, the though. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, anything can kind of go at that point, and they're going to be somewhat interested in it, and as long as it's like, ooh, what is going to happen yeah. with as this? As long as we can get into trouble, I guess. It was the biggest cop-out, but also at the same time, like, you're gonna get a yeah. good ass story with that, yeah. <laughs> and like they're kind of they're kind of like the flawed protagonist types, like almost all of them. Like I dare say, when you're young, you're a chaotic neutral <laughs> anyway. Yeah, and so that kind of fits. Yeah, and it, it helps with the town of Riddleport in general being a very right. chaotic town. It's kind of chaotic, lawful in a way. Like I guess that's not an actual alignment, but ah uh, yes, the, the yes. chaotic lawful, also <laughs> chaotic lawfully <laughs> chaotic. Yes. Uh, yeah, it it helps parallel this the place where they started and the I mean the chaos that's gonna keep ensuing as they unfold the story. 
Imagine yeah. the railroading or the the derail derailing that I would be able to cause if I was devote to a god. Come on, <laughs> like, It'd be, be like up. I can't do that. I can't do that. I'm just too. Oh, holy. you saved it for me. I like you guys I'd be able to well back out of more. Vengeance, if <laughs> probably a chaotic neutral. I'd be able to back out <laughs> more take one if I step <laughs> in either direction. Yeah, <laughs> it would really go. I'm off thinking the if you're like lawful good. <laughs> there was a, a third party uh, evil campaign that I was looking at doing too. Is it way of the wicked? Yeah, Way of the Wicked. Way of the Wicked is really well written. Yeah, that's what it, that, I read the the first book. Of wicked. It, like this sounds really cool. Damn. Well, gentlemen, uh, I I do want to keep it moving here. Um, yeah. The next couple questions we got, I'm kind of gonna all lump together. We got several questions about you guys being a party of three. So in no particular order. <laughs> um, I got to hear from Allard. Um, for you know. Adam from Southern Tom Foolery and Ratha and Tilda all kind of asked a similar thing. How much have you had to adjust for a three person party? Tilda throws out the idea that, you know, this AP seems to be, uh, or at least your show seems to be fairly item and gold heavy. So is that a way to compensate? (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, what off the bat here off the bat uh, 3.5 to Pathfinder, like 3.5 is a little bit more nerfed compared to Pathfinder 1E. So like the encounters do, they're not quite as hard for Pathfinder parties. So it works a little bit better with the, with a smaller team. But then I, I, I have given them way more gold and, and items and stuff than they should have gotten. Like We don't know how to use them. <laughs> yeah, they, I, I'm like, come on, guys. Uh, I'm giving you all the opportunity to be overpowered so I can throw more stuff at you. But you guys had a had a, had a little like loot mechanic thing going on in the most recent episode yeah. that dropped. I think it might have been twenty four. I really yep. enjoyed listening to that, that, that with all fun. the different dice rolls. That was cool. Yeah, because I, I just I basically just looked up the different loot tables and was like, all right, how do we just kind of make these guys flow together and just roll on them? <laughs> I basically just made you guys roll on tables and I, I found items for you, and that. That was fun, and that was a compensation for me taking away some uh, mon- money that you guys were supposed to get if you would have played the book right. Uh, hey. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, but yeah. You learn how to act right. <laughs> Definitely. Like, giving them... I, I, like I, giving them more money and loot than what the AP actually tells you to give them is something that I have done because I coming from like more of a video game background it's like oh fun to find a new sword in in the dungeon and stuff like that uh but it does help balance out for that smaller party and then the last thing that i have done uh to help balance things out is dane has a girlfriend that he gets to play as well and in, in combats i play a fourth yeah <laughs> And in like you the, voice a fourth. We really split that. <laughs> yeah, I, I voice her sometimes. Uh, but and then uh, in like our, our 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 first like big combat that happened when they went and like raided a raided a thing. I they I could tell that the players were were apprehensive to even approach the challenge. So I gave them control of two more guards and then another NPC that that came in and let them feel like they had the power to do it and then i just uh made then i added a crime boss and then added a a, a 
a different guy who was evil and just made the encounter mm-hmm. bigger to to match them. We also just to see what would happen. We also added a PC for that encounter. Oh yeah, specifically yeah. We had we did have a, a fourth PC for that first big Breaks encounter. The bard, our friend Andrew. Shouts out Andrew Nelson. Shouts out. He writes a lot of yeah, music for us as well. He's a good guy. We're hoping to have Indeed. him back. So. I feel like I've added to more encounters than I've taken away so That's far. That's very interesting. And I think that that might be a result of me giving them too much money and stuff. Like, off the bat, I gave them thousands of GP worth of items that weren't really, like, combat affecting, but you you wouldn't get them for a long time. Like, I gave Dane uh, goggles of the owl or something like that, so he has low-light vision as a human with his goggles because he flavored goggles in for himself and... Like, I gave Eliana a, a Pearl of Power, which was wrong, so now she has a Rune of Power. And Crow, I let him keen a weapon with, like, way too cheaply. So th- things like that, which, like, keeps, like, the PCs love that shit. They love getting, <laughs> they love getting powerful stuff. And I do, I do. <laughs> and it, it falls into my hands being uh, able to work with a smaller party, but I still have adjusted to make things a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to have to do that with uh, Pathfinder AP, even 3.5 AP converted. I mean, the generic Paizo AP for four players is a cakewalk if they're optimized Mm. and is... (laughs) Living hell if not. (laughs) Well, it's like, I'd say it's moderate difficulty if they're all like... Oh, I Moderate. built my character a hundred percent for RP, and uh, <laughs> my beats make sense. <laughs> I was really so I I like big same, group same topic. Like forced my players, <laughs> not forced, but gave them a bonus for picking an archetype that um, is not widely used, like the living grimoire. Say, uh, yeah, like the living grimoire, for instance. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because I I wanted them to pick interesting options, and I gave them pure stat boosts to compensate them. Yeah, like one of the things that got me hooked into your guys' podcast right away was that you guys had some very interesting classes that nobody else was really doing. And I was like, oh, this is fun to figure out what these guys are doing. I've never seen a cultist. What does a living grimoire even do? The answer to that question Uh, is... (laughs) (laughs) is Take a leave. The answer to the why is he Shaq is uh, I had an an actual legitimate... uh, casting for Matumbe and then got hammered watching <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal movies and I think we were halfway through Steel and I was like that's who Matumbe is you Shaq and the next day I was like yes oh, no. yeah I was like oh He's no Shaq. and I, really, I sitting I really, drunkenly next I really to him committed said to that last canon. night didn't I canon. well here we are <laughs> I'm writing this down in ink nice yeah, I love it's it been good Shacked and a fool. Thank you very much. Uh, we got a few more questions to get through before we get to our final segment of the night. Um, so I'm going to hop right into those. Our next question again comes from at Horace Croon. Can I ask my own question at Phrasma Saves? Uh, well, I, yeah, you took the second part of my question and put it earlier. So, and then like- so I'm going to answer that question now because uh, that was asked in our Zone of Truth questions uh, Discord. Uh, yes, you can. All right, cool. Uh, all right, glad we cleared that up. <laughs> Another one from at Horace Croon. Uh, 
I want to run through uh, the Dice Crisis's uh, studio setup. It looks very impressive, and I want to talk gear. I also want to ask about their audio production background and how that's translated into podcast production. You guys uh, maybe clued us into that a little bit earlier before, but you guys do sound very good recorded, and you guys put a lot of effort into that kind of stuff. So let's hear a little bit about it. I'm going to sit back on this one. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, self, I got self good thing. friends. <laughs> yeah. And that, that leads into both Kyle and I having an, an audio production background. And we like how, I don't know exactly how long before this happened, but we tried, we have started our own audio production company. So we spent a lot of money on all the nice gear and stuff and have slowly bought a couple more SM7Bs and stuff like that. Uh, but like we we started out with one SM7B, just like an old mic that I had, a nice vocal mic for singers, and uh, and a, like a shotgun mic, and so it was a little mi- mishmashed, mix matched. I can't speak. Mix <laughs> matched. It's all that, all that with <laughs> all that fucking Templeton Rye, uh, and we we started out recording the first. 15 or 16 episodes in an office that Kyle and I were renting for our production company, Lossless Productions, uh, in Northeast Minneapolis, which is in which an office that has been renovated from the uh, Grain Belt bottling buildings. So it's a really cool place. And once we put up sound panelings in there, it sounded really good in there, like no echoes and stuff. And then uh, at around episode 16, I think. 16 or 17, I, I bought a house and now we're in my basement and I have a brick wall that just looks like a dungeon room. Anything you want to add to that, Kyle? Um, I guess if we're going to talk like specific gear setup, um, like right now where we all use the Shure SM7B, um, Allard has a Zoom, uh, what is it called? Zoom. Oh yeah, the, the live track. The live like, track. We didn't start recording. Dude, we have identical setups. Fuck That's yeah. why I yeah. talk about this because I'm like... It blows my fucking mind that from, and again, I get it with the audio background, but like that type of gear from early days is, and it's a testament to, I mean, your audio quality is fucking top tier, but like that's, that's nuts. Mm -hmm. I mean, we got that at episode 90. I I will (laughs) say like we didn't start until I had that mixer. I was, I, 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 I knew that I needed something that had a, multiple audio like multiple headphone sends so everybody could yeah. have their different different things the they wanted to it. and then i wanted something that could record multiple tracks onto my my daw and now i don't even use the daw because this thing records straight onto onto a sd drive just real nice and easy and one thing i will say for you know other people that maybe are thinking about doing a podcast is you definitely don't have to start out that way we we started out that way in this in the podcast community because that's what we were doing previous to that. Like, I've been making music and messing around with audio since I was you know fourteen, um, and and I would if at that time I would have told you I was going to be some famous like hip hop producer. I would never have thought about a D and D spinoff podcast, but it like it just kind of like the audio took us to that rather than a lot of people that would do this would start off with the podcast and then they would grow their audio production skills as they went so i think just doing it before a podcast was really an advantage for us yeah definitely we took advantage of the medium that we were already in and then now we're learning 
Pathfinder and how to efficiently RP and stuff for an audience as we go along. Like this is the this is the first adventure path that I've ever GM'd. I didn't even I didn't even GM like a, like a one-off thing before getting into this. So, oh boy, it's good. It's good shit. Right off the deep end. <laughs> at best, yeah. At best, we did like nonsensical fights. You know what I mean? That'd be like Waves one-off. And like, stuff, right? see, oh, no, see if I, you know how to even use a character, and I, then we'd play. I guess I did go through. We didn't even finish. Uh, no, uh, crypt, crypt of the Everflame before jumping into this. I tried to get people through it, and people fell off. And then we started doing this podcast. Well, uh, a little bit of a follow-up to this question. We had one from Tyler. He's the guy you heard two weeks ago on this show from Min Max. Um, he, wa- he, he was asking about the musical and production background of this show. You guys have delved into that, into that a little bit, but I wondered if we could kind of morph this question a little bit. Um, there are legitimate custom songs in yeah. your guys' show. I don't use could no you stock maybe- shit. Yeah, we've never <laughs> used stock shit. <laughs> Can you guys talk about that a little bit? So we are blessed to have Andrew Nelson as our friend and lovers. Uh, <laughs> what? No, what? What? Lover. Uh, no, he like he's uh, he can play anything with keys or strings on it. So half the time I just I'm just like, hey, I kind of want something like a little eerie or something. And like he'll be like, all right, let's find some sounds. And then I'll just like sit him down and just record something like straight through for a few minutes maybe he does one other take and then he just starts layering stuff on and it always sounds great uh we had one uh one session where it was i just i just sat back and let him and kyle just kind of do a thing and got three good good tracks out of it for, for some <laughs> we did a couple before allard even got home that night he came downstairs and we were already yeah. just cooking up <laughs> yeah baby. sorry we're done all your battle music yeah before. right <laughs> yeah yep. yep. Go back upstairs. <laughs> yeah, so like the most thought we've put into the songs have been like the Bard song in episode one, where Briggs is actually singing in in the in the story and stuff. That was me and Andrew just sitting down. Like I, I had the the idea to do the song over the event that takes place uh, as as a distraction, but also something kind of fun because in the trailblazer podcast that i listened to they he took these like long like two to four minute breaks where he would just like all right and now this person is singing this song and he'd put in a song i was like oh this is actually kind of powerful but i i I used that idea and then made it a distraction for my pcs to kick off the first encounter and I, i think that worked well and we were able to kind of foreshadow the episode and then the the first book as a whole with the lyrics in it. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, um, he's like a meta working character in that he tells a story in songs. He can't be around for all of our recordings. I mean, I wish he could, we'd have a way, way stronger party. Um, but, uh, mm-hmm. when Briggs shows up in episodes, like it just, it, it brings this character who writes the music and that you see a few times into the story. And then you kind of give a crap about the music more. You know what I mean? And so, like, the stories he's singing and stuff become not only canon, but enticing and whatever, or, like, important to drive a story mechanic like a distraction. And having him do that and be a character couldn't be better because then you're bringing in your producer or, like, your music uh, 
a artist as a character who is an artist. We didn't throw him in as a barbarian. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like he came he in as a bard and he plays himself songs. within within the podcast. Oh. And when when he's there live, he's holding a little keyboard in his lap the whole time, and he'll talk, and they'd be like, "And I play a ditty," and then he'll play the ditty live, and we all just sit there like. Mm-hmm. What is this dude? The more Holy we hell. talk about Andrew, the more That's I realize so cool. he's the best part of our podcast, and he is like a smaller portion of it than the rest of us. He's great. Ringing, <laughs> ringing on Discord. One second. No shit. We're on Zoom. Yeah. In uh, episode one, the the entire score behind it was Andrew just sh- sitting with this little like keyboard synthesizer that he had just bought and like just playing along as, as we were talking. And the entire track for that is just him off the cuff That's playing. A- Episode on one Easter board. egg for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely one of the advantages and of he's this just group. riffing. One take riffing. Like mm-hmm. if he makes a joke and throws a key in there and like even if it's wrong, he just plays it out. I'm like, just get out of here. Why are you? He's the uh, musical improv. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Your, like he, yeah. He's like jazz RB improv comedy. Audio Not so production much. major, basically. <laughs> One awesome. one more. Everybody else was trained in improv. He was trained in improv music. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> one more song that we worked heavily on, I think, throughout where we are in the series, I want to shout out is the star song that it, yeah. for the caravan. Uh, my girlfriend Kennedy is a really good vocalist, and she killed that song. I got to work with her, and of course, Andrew was there. Andrew was helping me work on it. He's doing some background vocals on there. So pay, pay attention to the pay attention to the star song. The caravan. Yeah. And yeah. And the episode shows to blows. The whole beginning of that was me sitting down with Andrew, laying down some tracks. And then for the star song, we we're just, I was just like, I want something weird, dark, and then I want to throw oohs and ahs over it. So like we had this weird kind of synth sound that was just kind of building and evolving. And then I threw it over to to Kyle and he brought in uh Kennedy and Andrew and then our other friend Andrew and then they all just threw some oohs and ahs they're all vocalists from the same college that we went to and they they just made it sound pretty could you ask for better you got like jazz trained vocalists just to like come in and riff for you like for like what why why aren't we paying them three hundred dollars because we can't but we we don't have this we can't (laughs) and they like we love you all they love it yeah and that's amazing I'm gonna hijack the question a little bit too being on the visual end of things, sh- shouts out to our other friend, Tim. Oh, we have a very yeah, creative, yeah. like all of us as a creative group, it's amazing. Um, Tim designed our logos. And for my end, being a visual artist too, trying to find my role in this is I'm working on 3D models for our upcoming streams for Beyond the Vault of Souls. So like 3D maps and things. So just as a whole group, we're all bringing something to the table on the creative end. And they're all college friends. Like, isn't that like... I mean, you, you know how they're like, yeah, go there to market or whatever. Like, that's the definition, right? You walk away with a podcast and you're like, we have people that'll sing on a and d podcast or a Pathfinder podcast. Like, are you kidding me? And Suck also, it, we have, the and also we have, to, right? uh, like, we have a graphic Street. designer. We don't have to use Fiverr. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so shots we roomed with the designer. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Tim was Eli's roommate for two years. Long. Yeah, he was my roommate for, year for all of college. Nice. All right, gentlemen. Well, we got a couple questions left, but we're running a little short on time. I just I'm going to ask one here. I'm going to pick um, from Bio High Mark Tarts uh, questions. He always asks a bunch. Um, are Lixie and Dane going to have a love child, and how long will it take Crow to kill it? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess this is a question for Kyle and Eli. Yeah. You want to start, Eli? 
I'm celibate. <laughs> wow, short, short, <laughs> sweet. Wow. All right, good to know. He, he no, I, I, uh, it's not. It's not in the plans for him to have a child. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I, made not, you, I made you roll a reflex to... save once. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I always thought that was so like he didn't get hurt in sex. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. My life has been broken. The, the veil has been removed. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I almost broke my ween in that note. <laughs> I don't think, yeah, no, it's definitely not in the place. Uh, there's a lot of big romantic things happening. There's a lot of things in our story that, like, while not being conventionally, like, a rom-com or anything, like, we just like to include romantic shit like that. Um, there's not a lot of podcasts that, well, I mean, if they do it, they just kind of, like, side skirt it, you know what I mean? But, like, we kind of try and force it to be awkward and, like, actually get the conversation and be like, and what do you say to her without being like, and I moan in her ear. Um, like, it's just like, lips, you know, we, we like to, yeah, like add it in there because as as weird as it can be, it definitely uh, adds another flavor of like, it's, like there's action and comedy and music. I was like, but is there romance and intrigue? Girl tries to flirt with one and of we don't have, we don't have a, we don't have a bard trying to seduce everything all the time. So I guess I got to play gotta that role up. if we're talking archetypes, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, so I don't plan on having a kid, but if I did, I would say four years. So Kyle, how long would it take for you to kill so it? So there's a explanation to this answer. Uh, it would depend. It would <laughs> he pickpockets yeah, you when he's a toddler. He's two years old. He's two years old and he goes to if grab your, your sword. And she just wants to give hugs and play and is, is cool and chill. Probably never. And if your kid wants to steal if from you're me, catch with him. Quickly. If you're what he's saying is if him, you raise your child right. Yeah. Well, okay, so go. it's not all on my shoulder because Crow's the godfather. So, so I have to, to raise the child right or else. <laughs> because I'm going to be off doing my vandalist things and you're going to be there at the goblin or what? No, not the goblin. Wait, maybe the goblin. So you know the worst part about uh, that? Crow is going to teach him to be a pirate and then he's going to try to be a pirate towards Crow. That's not going to end very well. If you teach my son to be a pirate, I swear to God. It's going to be like, he's going to be like your dad. The only thing could be worshiping Skipping Fred. a generation. Like I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be the like, uh, the beatnik to my father's No, to my Crow's father's a good legacy. boy. He's becoming better. He can't go back. He's getting better. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Well, he pickpockets you. Done. Yeah. He's dead. Yeah. That's pretty much. <laughs> he or she, it could be a beautiful daughter. I just want to add that, like, the, three, the romance want. of Dane and Lixie, it, it happened right away, but it wasn't based on. It happened on, before. Yeah. It wasn't based, like, episode one, it, it started, but it happened before when Elon and I were just kind of fucking around in a 1v1 thing that we recorded. Uh, and just Dane running around Riddleport ran into Lixie and hit it off. Beautiful. So there's a little bit of backstory that we actually played. <laughs> so it seems really coy in episode one when it's like, why did these two just like hit it off so hard? It's like, because we knew we that like, we had already done this off. romantic exchange. Off. <laughs> we practiced, <laughs> we practiced flirting in the quiet of his basement or whatever. Like, <laughs> when I knew Dane's character and had read the first book, I was like, oh, Eli and Dane are both going to be interested in this person. So when, <laughs> when we did this little backstory thing, I was like, oh, we ran into... I think I think it was like he was at a different uh, gambling hall. And like he that. like... Eli said that he like stretched his arms out or something or like his legs at a bar or something. I was like, roll reflex save. And 
and he he crushed it. And he, I was like, all right, you tripped this girl who's who's like holding a bunch of drinks, but you like nicely just like catch her, forgot, and catch yeah. all the drinks yep. and stuff. And that's how their relationship started. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, gentlemen, again, great having you on here. This is the time when a normal episode of the Zone of Truth would wrap up. Um, but we got some chips to taste and we're going to get there in a second. But before we do, for everybody who's hopping off now or is wrapping up or whatever, um, where can they find you gentlemen at? At the Dice Crisis on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Mixer.com slash the Dice Crisis, Tumblr.com slash the Dice Crisis. Twitch.tv slash the dice crisis. Yeah. Everything is the dice yeah, crisis. The we, dice crisis. we didn't write podcast after it. Just go the dice crisis. And on Twitter, I believe our pinned thing is a link tree in our bio. Like we are not yeah. pinned, but it's a link tree in our bio. And that has everything yeah. like from Podbean, Spotify, like it branches off to whatever app you need. So we really use link tree. I was going to say most of our lot. socials have a link to our link tree. And that goes into some of the other like, um, <laughs> Like right. the Google Podcast, Stitcher, Castbox, we have an RSS feed on there. However, you like to listen, we're trying to we're yeah. trying to give every way. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah, the dice. Yeah, for even. What is the URL for Podbean little website they do? Is it just Podbean? Dicecrisis.podbean. Dicecrisis.podbean. Yep, like well, Tumblr. Dicecrisis.tumblr or whatever. The dice crisis. Yeah, Tumblr. Tumblr's ancient. Just, just There's use a, it though, because we have a very adamant Tumblr. Honestly, like it's pretty good. Yeah, Big Michael's up, been Michael doing Waltz. work on that. We don't even like talk to him about <laughs> it. Every time I just go back and look, I'm like, damn, he kept it up. Yep. Look at this one. Look at this shit on the Tumblr. I'm, I'm over here struggling to make an Insta post. I'm like, we don't have any content, and he's just over here whipping pages of bios. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of good art. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. art. And, like we got the arts, backstories, maps, whatever. Yeah. Like the enemies art you know what i mean mm-hmm. we got a That's fun little graveyard section so you can see everything we killed <laughs> we don't have yeah. a reddit because we're dependent on y'all to make a reddit we want someone else to start that because it's really vain to start your own reddit right <laughs> yep. i think so we have a Facebook as he's well, right. too. He's right. Like, you can't start your own fan group that's bullshit <laughs> that's not a fan group <laughs> You know, it, 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 it's been said before, but I listen to you guys every week. You guys put on a phenomenal show. You guys are not half-assing it. Um, everything sounds great. The <laughs> characters are well-developed. Um, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a Dice Crisis boy, if I do say so myself. Yeah. Uh, thank <laughs> you. That means so much. Yeah, thank I laugh hideous, like, all the time. <laughs> and I have the nastiest laugh. <laughs> oh, I, I did have a question for you guys at one point. Who... Who of the party has the most hideous of laughs? Haley. Haley. Ooh, yeah, Haley. Easy. Oh, damn. <laughs> Just fucking yeah. under the bus. Mainly because it just blows listening. out everyone's mics. <laughs> oh, God. Everyone's uh, headphones. Not even listening. Just nice. under the bus. But yeah, I mean, to echo Steve's comments, like, I'm going to say this every time we have a group on because, again, our filter for groups is pretty stringent. Mm-hmm. We have the best shit on the zone of truth and these guys hell are yeah. the best shit yeah they're new they're new as hell <laughs> but uh you better get on that train and it's easy to get on that train because they're new uh mm-hmm. i highly recommend it again amazing sound quality sound design original music uh characters super interesting characters you're gonna want to listen to it oh. so just do 
is awesome. I'll, I'll also say, like, on just like a, a weirdly specific plug, check out these guys. Episode zero. <laughs> I have a, I've, I've got a memory of like just going to the gym when gyms used to yeah. be <laughs> and single tier and spending like a long time there just listening to their episode zero where they were diving super deep into every single crime boss in Riddleport, and it's this really in-depth dive into this city and it was fucking fascinating i'm glad you like that i really yeah. enjoyed that i thought yeah. it was good to just like build that that base of knowledge for anybody to get into and also the characters living in the town there all their lives would would know this stuff so they the audience should too we want you to start on the same page that we were you know what i mean like we didn't sit down being like we don't know anything we sat down with backstory so why can't you yeah and i i appreciate your praise like so much it's like it's like having your favorite actors and directors (laughs) say like your indie indie movie is pretty damn good kid Steve Steve Scorsese told me my film was great. (laughs) Awesome. Gonna make me blush over here. Uh, Well, again, for the people that are that have the the audio hearing uh, stuff and they don't want to hear chips in the microphone, uh, this would be the time to sign off. The audio quality dips. It's gonna dip heavy. Uh, Griffin uh, promised me via text message that he's not cutting anything out. I'm not gonna cut yes. a single fucking second of this out. So Good. This is gonna get wild. The shit out of it. Um, before we before we head into that, I just want to say, Dice Crisis boys, you have uh, succeeded your will save. Thank you for joining us on the Zone of Truth. We'll see you in two weeks. Everybody else, stick around because it's about to get weird. So we are. We'll hopping see you succeed your fortitude save. Chips. We're getting there. Fuck that! That song slaps so it hard. It does. I love uh, it. Are you? So, do, are we the only ones who sing the outro? Like when we think it's gonna happen in our heads? Do you sitting around the table and you sing your own outro? Like Dan, it. <laughs> I just place it after uh, Brooke says, "I knew it." Yep, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. So, so this is a, this is a new segment we're introducing to the show. Um, that uh, I was going back and forth with Allard. I was saying, hey, man, I'd like to have you guys on the show. What do you guys want to do? He's like, I want to try food with you. All right. <laughs> yes. sure. So um, we went back and forth a little bit, and I found out that with the exception of Allard, everybody on the Dice Crisis is vegetarian. And so I was like, huh. You've been called we gotta out. Gotta try <laughs> we got to we, we gotta try something. We were going to try so, brisket. <laughs> yeah, we we're going to mail you guys brisket. We're just going to pull up a whole ass barbecue. Let's go. And and over long distances, it might be difficult to do something hot because, yeah. you know, it's Mike just not going to work. brisket probably isn't yeah. as good. Microwave yeah. brisket's not going to do it. So we decided to uh, try uh, some chips here. I asked everybody to get the, the most whack chips they could find for this segment. Uh, chip, chip, hooray. I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, so we're going to go around. We've all brought something new to the table and we're going to try it and rate it on a scale of one to four. Um, <laughs> the scale I'm using today uh, is the four steps of making your own homemade potato chips from tasteofhome.com. <laughs> yes. So, so, <laughs> so, so your scale is how... How far down the uh, down the directions do you go? So, would you rate your chips a one, which means that you just uh, use a vegetable peeler to cut your potatoes and place in a large bowl and soak for thirty minutes? Uh, if you rate it a two, you do step one, but you also drain those potatoes and add the seasoning. Um, 
If you if you take it to step three because you like it so much, that's when you actually fry the potatoes um, for three yeah. to four minutes, yeah. stirring frequently. Or do you give it a four out of four and remove the potatoes from the uh, the oil with a slotted spoon? Dang. Okay. So, okay. So that is. <laughs> this is so. First off, was it Judy or Susan that wrote this article? Because I'm an avid follower of the blog. Mm. This was Lucille. Lucille. Oh, I hate her article. She knew. <laughs> Um, actually, I don't think I can see who this was by. It was Barbara. Don't oh. even fucking lie to me. Barb. <laughs> looking here. God damn it, Barb. <laughs> Barb. Hashtag bring back Barb. All right. Christy, Appy Girl, and Andrea all gave this recipe five stars, though. So um, that's uh, right. Pretty good. So uh, who wants to go first? Who wants to try some chips? And what did you bring to the table? Yeah, I think Do we this should one talk about time. what everyone brought first and then kind of like decide based on the choices can that are at hand. This? Ooh, can we roll dice? Does everybody have a D6? I sure do. One second. Uh, well, actually, why don't I, we... I don't. Does everybody have a D20? I do. I, in I have seconds. multiple I got D20s. Everything. Steve, do you want me to roll yours for you? Since yes, you don't please. have dice? Um. Yeah, we'll let you go get dice. Dude, dude. I, so I bought I bought like a, a Kraken set of dice and look at the, the, the difference in size between their biggest and smallest D20s. Oh, look at the big boy. <laughs> look at these guys. I love that thick boy. The little, little guy. Have you seen <laughs> their uh, gigantic? Big chungus. Like the, the ones that are like the size of my head. No. Yeah. Made of metal. Oh, Just God. Just down wow. the floor. They're like 20 oh, pounds. I don't know what you do with that. <laughs> <laughs> Go to your top of your stairs and just chuck one of those bad boys down. Hell you yeah. use it to keep open are we, stone are we holding doors. These up because these are uh, these boys are made by nice. me. Ooh, pretty, Whoa. pretty, 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 very nice. How much do you charge for necklace. custom dice? Huh? <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I haven't <laughs> sold any. So <laughs> you want to be our number one supplier? <laughs> you want to you want to make dice crisis dice too? <laughs> yes. yes. We need the plug. $500 Fucking a set. please. $5,000 uh, uh, All right, yeah, so let's roll some dice, guys. Um, right. What do we say? Highest goes first? Yeah, yeah say we do it like initiative, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, initiative. yeah, let's do initiative. I'll roll uh, no mine and Steve's. I've got, I, I actually have my dice. Oh, now. you have one. All right. Yep. I'll just roll me. And right. let's go. Oh. Ooh, natural Ooh. 20. Natural you. one. I don't want to eat you. Natural fucking twenty with the dice. The first D twenty that I ever had, which was given to me by Michael. Hey, I gave you the power. <laughs> Meanwhile, you took all the power because I got a six. Nice. <laughs> Oof. I got a fifteen. I got a natural one. Do I fail? Do I not get to eat chips? Yeah, you fail. Yep. You, don't, you, don't, you, don't you have to, to break chips. your chips. You have you, to punch no, the bag. No, you have to finish. The oh, oh damn. Oh, nice. <laughs> I like. That. I hope oh, it's all nasty. Right. I also Eli got Griffin, a what do you guys got? So, I got a ninety four. All right, so it goes Griff, and then either Eli or Michael, and then what? Uh, no, Kyle's obviously first, <laughs> or Are has to finish in, it. <laughs> we're going initiative, so highest first. Oh yes, yeah, initiative yeah. order. Yep. Uh, Aylard, what did you bring for us today? I brought some Pocky haunted ghost pepper Pocky. chips. They say yeah, they say freaking your hot on them. And real peppers, real heat. We're just gonna crack this open. <laughs> For fuck's sake, it's so loud. <laughs> get it in, know, get it right in the mic. mic down I'm this, not like, taking okay. any of this out. Uh, all right, so it looks like just a regular nacho cheese Dorito. Lean right? in and wipe it out of your facial hair. <laughs> oh my god. I need to put in both headphones. All right. 
Let's is it hot yet? There's some good spice right up top. <laughs> and it's building. Okay. <laughs> what kind of spice? Habanero, jalapeno? It's uh, ghost peppers. Okay, okay. So it's, so it's uh, still building. <laughs> it's getting a little so warm. Still... What if you had another one? The fl <sighs> If I had another one, it would probably <laughs> stack, huh? Taylor, <laughs> you don't have to do this. It's not like you're I just asked the question. You're only on the truth once. <laughs> hey, that's not necessarily true. Oh. <laughs> so that's that's pretty spicy. I'm gonna say, like, if you go to, oh, it's still building. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my nose now. I just like out for your eyes. Drinking dude. whiskey for the past two hours. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So this is hot. It's freaking hot. Uh, I wouldn't say it's the hottest thing I've ever had, but it's up there with like a good, like hotter than you would want your wings to be. I don't believe the rating system's based I on had, heat, Allard. I would give it, well, <sighs> something to do with boiling them or straining them. Once, once a four, you, you rate it, and I will tell you what, what you rated it. Am I rating it on its weirdness or four. how good it is? <laughs> How, how good it is. How good it is. If you're into the... It's still building. <laughs> oh my god. God, we should have saved you from crying a little bit. Right. <laughs> well, no, don't save it for last because you're still going to be crying at the end. Fade All out right. on him tearing up. I'm tearing up and it's building. We're bringing in the heat and it hurts so good. Do you dare? I dare. I'm going to say on a... On a an overall index is probably like three. Uh, like it's it's a decent flavor off the bat, and if you if you like if you like a good spicy thing that's gonna burn your mouth out, but not like completely ruin you, it could be a four on that scale. Okay. I might be I might be a little too gracious with this. Is it good or is it just kicking your ass? It's kicking my ass, so I'm I'm rating it a little higher based on that. I have a tear <laughs> yeah, coming I'm down. Come back and beat you. So so, so is it a uh, three or is it four? This I'm system gonna... does not allow for halves. <laughs> There's no halves in this system. <sighs> um. <laughs> okay, fucking. Geez. On the basis of I'm probably not gonna eat this whole bag. I'm gonna just give it a two and walk away. <laughs> Okay, so you are draining Appreciate the potatoes, it. placing them on a paper towels, and patting them dry in a small bowl. You're going to combine your seasonings and setting them aside. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, wow. this is just throwing on the seasonings and then, like, eating the seasonings. So, for the reference, uh, at least reference for the listeners, Allard posted this to our little group chat, what he was having, and I had had these before, yeah. <laughs> and I've had some... Real gnarly shits from those. <laughs> it, the the combination of a chip and it being that hot. Yeah, it's the ghost pepper chip. You don't need Madness. any salsa on that. Chip. No, like I mean, get the mildest salsa you can get because those are sour I mean, cream they're only. Like, they're tortilla chips. I'm just right? gonna put ketchup on it and call it salsa <laughs> just to cool yeah. it down. You may as well. What? And just uh, dumping milk. Yeah, definitely the hottest chip I've ever encountered. It's up there in some of the hotter hot sauces I've ever had. Yeah, Hell it's. Yeah. I, I I will tell the listeners having had that. That is about ten times what any flaming hot is. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. 
It's good. And I love it. Also, already makes you shit weird. Yeah, maybe not from the yeah. heat. I think it's from the chemicals. Yeah, I oh, I right. shit like like scarlet red when I eat a, a bag of a flaming hot. And that's how you roll tide. <laughs> that's how you roll tide. <laughs> oh lord! All right. Well, uh, next tingling. up in the initiative order is me. Um, I actually have two different flavors of chips that I'm trying. Uh, the first. Should I do the ones that I know are going to be good or the ones I know are going to be shit first? Good, yeah, good, then, then bad. Do the yeah. good, then the bad. Yeah. All right. Then the ugly, which so, you just have to stay there. <laughs> so my first one is, full of dollars. is uh, Lay's Flamin' Hot Dill Pickle. Uh, Ooh. Hell yeah. That's, that sounds pretty whack, but I've you been know told that's going to be good. You can see how people would like it. Okay. Well, Probably going to be just as hot as Allerge Chips. Oh, you I'm sure. wish. Maybe if you ate the whole bag yeah, at yeah, once. Yeah, okay. Let's see you tear up. <laughs> yeah, I'm crying right now. <sighs> He's like, these are so bad. Oh, I hate them. Just fucking these handle the words. <laughs> Fistfuls. <laughs> I hate it. Please don't make me do this anymore. Oh, no. Wow. He's uh, crushing them into a line already. He's got- I'm going to have to take off my smoking jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweating. Those did have a, a tiny bit more heat than I expected, but they were really good. Um, I'm going to give them a four out of four. I'm going to remove these with a slotted spoon and drain them paper towels. That sounds great. Um, Now I'm moving into the ones that I'm a little bit more dubious about because uh, nothing by this company has ever been good. Um, This is Pringles Wavy Fire Roasted Jalapeno. Get out of here. I've had had those. Come on, like Pringles sells dick flavor. Really? (laughs) You just have to like order it. They didn't have it. it. Right, but they didn't have it at my uh, grocery store, so I'm going to give this a shot. They didn't have any Uh, dick flavor at my local store. They didn't have dick flavor at my grocery store. (laughs) Should have went to a sex shop for that one. I'm definitely getting the fire roasted. Um, oh yeah, absolutely no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, not at all. Just like it was in an Italian pizzeria. It's uh, what is this in a wood brick oven? Hey, cooking at 500 degrees. What are you doing? They're just like slightly thicker uh, Pringles that have uh, a very a very small amount of spice on there. Um, that's pretty bad. I mean, not trash. Uh, so I'll, I'll give it a two. I'm gonna drain so these like- potatoes and put them on a paper towel. So, like, is a wavy Pringles even comparable to a Ridges? Like, Ruffles have Ridges, you know what I mean? Like, oh, no, here, like let, me, let, if, me, let, me sh- let me throw one up on the uh, the Zoom chat here. You'll see how, f- I mean, it's very, not even so That's close. like if you very have a penis that curves ridges. to the right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. In chip form. Oh, fuck. I'm always starting <laughs> to cool down a little bit. Also, I've finished my wine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Initiative order. I think we had a six up or a pair of sixes up next. Yeah, oh, yeah you guys got to roll off, dude. <laughs> yeah, roll off. Roll off. He's got roll. the higher decks. I got a seventeen. I got a five. <laughs> Fuck up. <laughs> nice. All right, so I got these plant snacks, beat with vegan goat cheese cassava root chips. But oh, hold on, run that back. Boy. Rewind. Say that again. These are the brand plant snacks, and they're beet with vegan goat cheese, cassava root chips. Eat that beet root, with brother. You remember when I when I asked wow. you guys to get potato chips, chips, right? <laughs> I didn't get potato either. Nobody listened to you. I just heard chip. These are, I heard chip. The only type of I thing that whack. you could get at like a co-op. <laughs> right. I was trying to get whack chips, so I went 
Yeah, I was trying. I was trying. I got chips. They're, they're interesting looking. <laughs> they're squares. Looks like a they're looks like, like a, a more like cheese it's. It's a fat cheese. Yeah. There, there's a they're bunch of seasoning on it. Red. Bright red. Maybe that's what the beet. Or is that the goat? <laughs> oh. <laughs> After you try this, I have an interesting story about beet chips, which you want to know. I do. First bite, pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to (laughs) lie. Give it the nose feel. What's the nose feel? Breathe in through nose. Second bite's a little better. Does it feel a little fungal, like a goat cheese? My girlfriend loves goat cheese. It's uh, called Chevre, I think, isn't it? Yeah, I love goat cheese is fire. I, I, th- I think it's called Chevrolet, <laughs> just much, or some. I probably didn't pronounce it right, but that sounds right. That so I'm gonna notes. use a George Lopez analogy to describe these. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Um, George Lopez's mom said to him once, "If a dog, <laughs> if a dog bites you every single day on your way home, but one day it just shits on your shoe, it's gonna be a good day. <laughs> every single one of these is <laughs> like a bite." But the more I do it, it's becoming more like just shit on my shoe. And I could finish okay. this bag. Okay. <laughs> I don't have a clue what you're talking about. That's so good. Shitting shit on your shoe is better than a bite. So yep. as you eat these, they're farther from physical biting. pain and closer to just really bad growth. They stop they it. stop being a painful bite and they start to become just a shit on the shoe. Yeah. <laughs> just a little they're, shit. Tolerable. Either way, what would you rate them? I feel bad giving them a one, <laughs> but let me try one more. I think you've described a one, to be honest. I'm going to give them a one. <laughs> wow. All right. I thought so, those would be so good when the, I heard what they were. Oh, my God. So just to clarify, you're giving this a one, which means you're using a vegetable peeler or metal cheese slicer, cutting potatoes into very thin slices and placing in a large bowl, adding ice water and salt, then soaking for 30 minutes. Yes. <laughs> this rating system works. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> great system. I, I, have a, I have a beet chip story to share with you just so that you're not surprised in a little bit. I like it. Let's go. I already know. Chips. I've had them before. Yep. Chips. Some of them are good. Generally, just the sea salt ones because goat cheese is going to add some funk <laughs> to whatever. But beet chips have a distinctive quality where they turn your shit black. Come oh, oh. I'm also- just telling you so you don't think you have colon cancer because I did the last time I had beet chips. <laughs> good to Equally know. Equally as startling, they can color I your urine was red. Calling my doctor. <laughs> <laughs> it was that color. It was the color of death. Why does my shit thought, look like the abyss? My life yeah. is over. And then I Googled it and it was, oh, beet chips make your shit really weird colors. I would have definitely like been saying, what, what's, what's, what are we doing on this show? We're in the chip segment. Don't listen to this. This is what they, this is what they all the really came a beet for. farmer and he told me all the beet stories and he said that it turns your piss red. So <laughs> piss go me red oh, your no. shit gonna be black you're gonna hate your you kill. better watch out for them beats they may be nutritious a bodily function checker, checkers board <laughs> i think it's time i cracked that four loco because i'm already in for a wild night <laughs> might as well the end of the episode regret those <laughs> that's that's ambitious to start the four loco now <laughs> uh, so we had somebody who fa- failed a roll off here yeah yeah Am I the last one? Well, no. We're halfway okay, nope. cool. So, 
I went looking for weird and there wasn't gross. I was looking for gross and I couldn't find gross, so I found weird. Um, this is Stacy's baked bagel chips. Now, I worked at a bagel store for at least a year and a half and I know a damn thing or two about a bagel, all right? I'll tell you. All right. <laughs> so we'll see. I know the first thing you got right, which is you're saying bagel, right? <laughs> bagel? Just, I because I'm in, in Minnesota. I don't even know. How, right. I don't even know how I to deserve, say bagel. Right. I deserve to say bagel, bagel but I'm not gonna. Bagel. Um, <laughs> bagel. 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 <laughs> All right. I don't get it. It's the everything flavored because. When I worked there, I would take scoops because we had all the seasonings in drawers pretty much of seasoning that we would change out. And and everything is just a pile of all the seasonings dumped into one. And I would just take like little handfuls of it and like shuffle it into my mouth. And oh man, it's <laughs> yep. like getting punched with a salt lick and a pepper shaker and a little bit of spice. Like it was just insane. But it would wake you up like a motherfucker. And so I'm going to see if it tastes like an everything. Ow. He almost missed <laughs> I am. <laughs> get get in on the mic. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's oh, yeah. a bagel crunch. It's yeah. a good crunch. Mm. Some good I can crunch taste everything. <laughs> There's salt. There's basil. We're talking a little bit of garlic. We're talking a little bit of pepper. I mean, if it had cream cheese, you could fake me out that that was a bagel. I'm not gonna say it's like New York. It's not boiled. It's not boiled. Um, it's straight from the freezer to the oven. They didn't even bother boiling the shit. Um, <laughs> oh. I'm gonna say it wasn't pan delivered. You know, like when you pull things out of the oven of a bakery, you can stack like 40 bagels onto a thing, and it ain't got that. <laughs> it ain't got that. I'd say. Three. Okay. Three was the one where you're just pulling it out of the water. Uh, yeah. Was. No, pull it yeah, out no, of the water. Three is you're putting it in a cast iron or heavy uh, skillet. You're heating uh, uh, one to two. One of the- What's the least amount of work? Uh, I guess. Well, that's probably, probably one. One. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, they're not a one. All right. Well, you're, I guess. There are two. We're going to spike them down. them on a paper towel and pat them dry. They're just as that good as the, right. as the super spicy shit. That sounds about right. Well, Not impressed. With that, I mean, that this much. could also just okay. be the wrong chip for the wrong person. I mean, we have we have a bagel extraordinaire oh, here. You know, yeah, I mean, it very you well. Get the yeah. bagel expert a uh, yeah, you know, bagel you chip, and I can't fuck it. around. You got to like, he's gonna critique it harder than anyone. Exactly, it's no bagel. I'll tell you what, this <laughs> chip it's is no not bagel. a bagel. This is just a chip. <laughs> So therefore, it requires way less work. Fucking chip with everything seasoning on the edges. It ain't right. It ain't right at all. If it fried with a hundred other bagels, it might have the flavor. But these are just lone chips. Go grab the uh, uh, jalapeno cream cheese I have and just spread it over a couple and see what's up. We'll talk about it later. Um, I think we had a Kyle. Did you have number four? You you rolled a four. I couldn't have. I was on the four initial. Oh, you had the one. Okay, Griff. So you're up next. What you got, man? A lot of anticipation here. So I grabbed the, um, as a Trader Joe's today, which you know it's going to be weird (laughs) shit. Uh, (laughs) I found their jerk style plantain chips. 
Okay, I fucks with Which, that. Which, you know, again, I, I went, I apologize, I went off the potato thing, but I figured a jerk-style plantain chip, plantain chips normally being relatively sweet, would be an interesting combination. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and... Uh, I'm excited for you. Hmm. It's a hard-to-read face. It works. That works. <laughs> it works. It works so squinty eye. Well. Oh. oh, man. At first, I thought that Sounds was like, like a, a sour person. eye. <laughs> I see pleasure I that in your face. Yeah, and oh, now boy. I think it's an O face. <laughs> That's, um... Get to put the bag down. Excuse me while I swallow that second chip. Hmm. That's legitimately good. Like... Hmm. Okay. That's um, kind of Joe's for you. Spot jerk, on jerk seasoning. Jerk Caribbean and plantain. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and that works together. You just wouldn't think like a oh, plantain yeah. chip would mm. necessarily work with the sweetness as well as a regular chip with jerk seasoning. But I think it does better. I think that's better than a regular potato chip would be with that jerk seasoning. That's easily a four. I'm easily going to finish that bag tonight. Not right. plantain yeah. chips. So you're over here. Four out of four. <laughs> I'm not usually a plantain guy. That that so you're going to remove them with a slotted spoon and drain it out. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I don't have a Trader Joe's Joe's nearby, or else I'd go. Get is that one. an unpopular opinion? I'm not a plantain guy. Like, is that like? Do people well, have just, that I opinion? I don't like sweet. Yeah, so right. I'm not a big like sweet snack. What guy. about like a banana chip that's not covered in sugar? You'd be surprised how many people come <laughs> on the zone of truth with uh, hit that's or, a uh, ragging on plantain chips. Yeah, oh yeah, Dang. oh all the time. That is an actual <laughs> very fucking, just this is lore. The, when you describe this chip, it it there's a, a restaurant. There's probably more than one, but there's one downtown Minneapolis. I can't remember what it's called. It's like Pimentos or something. It's like a, a Jamaican like restaurant. And there's this jerk chicken bowl with like rice, jerk chicken, and then like plantains on it. And I'm just like, I, I want that food right now. <laughs> That's like, I assume that tastes like this. Yeah. Because A, these are the crispest plantains I've ever had. Usually you get a couple soggy ones. These are fucking like A plus fried correctly. And B, like the jerk seasoning is all over. I like, like I, jerk. We're missing it. <laughs> it's well coded. Shout out Trader Joe's. Wow. I want Trader this now. Shout out Soldier Boy. You a jerk. He knew what he was talking about 10 years ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. We got one more uh, one more tasting that needs to be had. Kyle Spurley. Yes. What you got for me? So I went with a little bit of weird and a little bit of ironic. And I think it's funny that you shouted out us being vegetarian because I was going to do the same thing. I picked up some Dutch Crunch uh, Prime Rib. Uh oh. Uh oh. We got a a Prime Rib chip. So I'm going to be judging the flavor of something I haven't had in over three years. Damn. I love me a good Here we go. Prime prime rib. I'm looking for uh, smoky. I'm looking for, I guess, a meat flavor. Is it it prime rib pre aju or post aju? Um, It says right here, um, Allard, I don't know. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I can't. There we go. All right. Got got it. Strong crow. All right. Here we go. Oh, wow. 
That's right. the ASMR we came. There's gonna. Oh my god. There's a small segment of our listeners who are really gonna enjoy this segment. <laughs> like rock hard. <laughs> oh, they're just gonna listen to it on repeat. They're gonna skip the first part of the episode and just get to this. If you like this, you'll love my OnlyFans. Check. <laughs> oh yeah, you, you can wow. plug that now if you want. Where I eat plantain chips for twenty four hours. I just eat plantain chips, really hot, Mike. Kyler's uh, Kyle's going back for like a second and third or whatever. I, t- I took. I had to take He's one more just for bag. good measure. That brings me back. I'll tell you what, heaven. <laughs> Haven't tasted, wow. I can literally say I haven't tasted anything like this in quite a few years. So um, I don't know yeah. if that necessarily means it's going to get a good rating. It definitely tastes like <laughs> but meat. I don't know if the meat I'm tasting, I, I don't know if I'd call it a prime ribeye. I don't know. That's a little <laughs> bit like, of a stretch. Um, just called rib. Okay, it's like a, a, a well-seasoned New York strip or something. I mean, it... Drop looking well for a little season. bit more pepper. <laughs> well I don't know. I'm, I'm missing something. It's definitely not at the top of the list. I'm gonna. I'll give him a three. What the heck? Hey, I'll uh, I'll fry him up. Yeah, put I'll him in a cast iron skillet. I get it, man. Stirring frequently. <laughs> I'll give it. I'll, well, I'll have one yeah, more for the uh, three rating. What is a, a three? three is in a cast iron uh, or other heavy skillet. Heat uh, one and a half inches of oil to 375 degrees. Fry potatoes in batches until golden brown to three to four minutes, uh, stirring frequently. I think that's a pretty yeah. come on. <laughs> <laughs> come on. I almost had him. <laughs> Does he's reading one through four? Well, uh, I guess as a nice side side uh, side measure of this um, fucking slam dunk of a segment uh, now everybody knows how to make their own chips <laughs> <laughs> informational uh, we got some ratings some, some suggestions on chips uh, uh, we got a one through four ASMR. They know. we give it all to them Fuck, dude! This this episode has everything. I'll just hit four four. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, has everything. <laughs> Drama, romance, action. Everything I want. A behind the scenes Pathfinder podcast episode. It's fucking awesome. Well, I just gotta give kudos to Stephen Allard for fucking talking about. Let's do another food tasting yeah. episode because our last one went so well so that one was brilliant i love i love anything that's like the normal interview and then you add in any gimmick i'm a sucker yes. for that and i think most of the world is i love that we had the four of you on to do this because it was fucking perfect yeah, yeah uh, I mean, it was a relatively short notice, too, on Monday. I was like, guys, we're recording Thursday. Get some fucking <laughs> Everybody go out to the wasteland, grab some chips, Hell man. Yeah. The worst on your mask, you go out in the public. You're asking so much, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I could be the reason one of you gets the <laughs> right? virus. I don't know. How do you feel? But I think it paid off. Were the so chips too. worth it, Steve? Worth it. Were they worth it? <laughs> oh, yeah. When <laughs> we see the downloads just explode yes. for this episode, it's <laughs> oh, going to be yeah. worth it. Downloads and the bags of chips. Ooh, Especially those Trader Joe's chips. They're those gonna are going to be, be flying off the shelves. No those plantains. Yeah. Dude, these tra- I swear to God, if you got a nearby Trader like, Joe's, like, at get least these plantain chips. four miles. I'm... I'm baffled at, at how good these are better than regular chips Jerk okay God, yeah plantain, that, that sold me and, and hey if, if you're at home my closest one's if like you're at home 
and uh, and have a whack uh, flavor of chips that you want us to try and air, just go ahead and send that to Griffer Eye. And we'll on <laughs> yeah, or send it to us. Just send us you eating chips as an audio file, and we'll listen to it. No, send us the chips. No, I mean, send us the chips. Crazy Korean chips. If you could get them and you this could send them to us, if they're like. Grey Poupon and shrimp and also <laughs> honey. I'll try. I was just gonna there. say, shout out, shout out to my brother, UK people and stuff like that. Like, send us all the chips from over there because we don't have access. <laughs> exactly. So, so my brother, uh, my brother, when he was in college, he told me a story that one time he got drunk and on the way home, uh, he stopped by a Wawa. He went to, um, uh, he went to college in uh, in Philly, and. Um, and saw a flavor of chips called hot dog chips, and he's like, "Oh, sweet! Um, this is gonna help me sober up. It's gonna taste like uh, the like toppings dog. of a hot dog." And uh, he brought it home, and it just tasted like hot dog. That's like relish, and, uh, just straight dog. the hot dog. No, just the hot dogs. <laughs> and, uh, that's some it. hot dog flavor uh, water. I mean, he probably doesn't even remember. He told me that story like eight years ago, and I've been hanging on to that, and I've been chasing that feeling my entire life. <laughs> just looking for them hot dog uh, chips, <laughs> living vicariously through the hot dog chip eater. One day I will find a ballpark Frank Dorito and it's gonna <laughs> change my life. Eat the hot dog chips with the bagel bun. The bagel you guys, chip bun. Oh, yeah. You guys ever have the Ascamaya chips? They're fucking fantastic. <laughs> Pitch them in a couple bagel ones and oh my god, you guys. <laughs> oh, wrap it in a bagel chip. You got something out of this world. Oh, as long as it's everything and then you get the ketchup <laughs> chips on top. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Cream cheese. You There's get gotta a- be like relish <laughs> chips out there or something. They're just like dill pickle There's chips. pickle chips. Yeah, that's that'll work. The same that'll thing. work. I'll give you the flaming Hot Pickle Chips on top. Why didn't we go and like try to recreate our fav- favorite like burger or hot dog with chip flavors Hi. all in one? <laughs> then we would be a Pringles commercial. Have you seen the Pringles commercials lately where they're just no. like, oh, I stacked pizza and hamburger and pickles. <laughs> I have a pizza <laughs> burger. Do they all I sound like fucking Quasimodo? I got uh, sour cream and onion. And also, uh, honey mustard and a barbecue. <laughs> and you're just like, you and also sick? I ring the bells. Are you sick? So I have to buy four, like, tubes of yeah, Pringles every time I go out? Yeah, you of Pringles. <laughs> these commercials, they know that. They're preying on children. Oh, yeah. <laughs> stupid, Mommy, stupid Mommy, can children. we grab all four kinds of Pringles? Crow would kill those kids. <laughs> <laughs> they would be dead. Only if they stole Crow's Pringles. Well, well on that note, I, I I think that's probably uh, a good place to wrap this episode up. Once again, Dice Crisis, thanks for coming on. And uh, Griffin, is there anything that you want to say to the people at home? If you made it this far, uh, <laughs> you know, these guys are down to clown, which means they're going to be a fun show to listen to. You should do it. Fuck yeah. yeah thanks thanks for so much us. for having us. Thank you. Fucking love you. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming. Yeah. <laughs> no problem, guys. We love having you on. I love it more. You, you got you to say something, Griffin. I knew it. Oh, but also uh, finish your drinks. We'll see you in two weeks. Later. Burn and turn, 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 turn,